Blog Talk Radio. Yo, not your average Tuesdays. Nacho in the box. How you doing? Keep it moving. Recap eleven. Recap week eleven action today. Uh, preview some. Actually, we're just going to run through the week 12 games. We won't preview any of them. And then, of course, we're just going to talk Monday Night Football. We're going to talk the Giants today. It's going to be a Giants day. It's going to be a Giants day. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be one of them days. We're just going to have to get into the Giants. We're going to have to get into all of that. We're going to have to get into all of that. All of that. Um, as uh, we move forward into this beautiful week that is Thanksgiving, uh, we should have a show tomorrow on Wednesday, which will be... The day before the greatest holiday all year for my stomach, Thanksgiving. We will not do a show on Thanksgiving. And then Easter Fridays, I think they said they'll do one. If not, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll have something in store for you guys uh, going into the week. Uh, that is week 12. That is Thanksgiving week in the NFL. But first and foremost, like always, let's get that intro going. What about tomorrow? How for us to start winning is now. Now. At the end of the day, it's the same three things you've had to do in 35 that you got to do now in 2018. I do not see no holes on this wall. You got to run the ball. Stop the run. Tyreek Hill winds up in the backfield. The ball pops free, and it's recovered by Harrison. A snack for David Harrison early. 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 And you got to pressure the passer. Went hangs in, holds it down, down he goes. And an early sack by Olivier Vernon. Vernon. Two kinds of players in this league, folks. There are guys that play professional football, and there are professional football players. And the professional football players are the guys we want. I don't want guys that want to win. I want guys that hate to lose. Odell Beckham Jr. down the sideline for the touchdown. Giants fans, you are now listening to the hottest show on the planet, The Shakedown. Here to give you everything you need to know on your New York football Giants are... Black Friday. Black Friday. Welcome to the New York Football Giants, Saquon Barkley, a.k.a. the Golden Child. <laughs> He's a token. He's a Do you know who Alec Ogletree is? Like, I'm asking you for real. Really? Me. But do you know who he is? J-Rock, J-Rock, J-Rock. You saying we going 16 or huh? 16 and all, bro. How dare you say anything worse? <laughs> How dare you? Out your mind. You know, you know, we just drafted the Messiah. Holding the one and only Shakes Montana. Now, if that man was a prospect like a Peyton Manning or a Joe Montana, like I've been saying the whole fucking time, you don't pass up on this talent. You don't do it. You don't do it. Now, here is your host, Shakes Montana.
What's good? What is good? My peoples, we are upon the third quarter, week 12, right around this motherfucking thing. Week 11, it is over, it is done, it is in the books. And like always, we're going to read these scores off for you. Let everyone know how they're doing, how they're not doing, how bad they are, how good they are. Patriots 25-0 Thursday night game again. We kind of went over this on Friday, so not too much to ado about nothing. Um, Falcons molly walked at home on a Thursday night against the Patriots, who are uh, first in the AFC East because of uh, something else we'll get into. Colts. They figured out how to play football these last few weeks. 41-15 over the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, the anointed one, 21-35, two touchdowns. That's it. Colts put up 41 points. Get a couple interceptions, get some things on them. It's not a good day uh, for the Buffalo Bills. Losing 15-41 to the Colts. Uh, Looked like Justin Fields and them boys was going to get the win over the Ravens late. Nah, 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 nah. Brent Hundley and them boys. Uh, Freeman with the late touchdown there. Ravens 16, Bears 13. Uh, Browns, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. The Lions just don't know how to win. The Browns just don't know how to play offense. 13-10, Cleveland Browns over the Detroit Lions, the loser bowl of the decade, some might say. Texans 22 over the, oh my God, number one team in the AFC. Tennessee Titans, man, do they miss Derrick Henry and them boys. Oh my goodness. Tennessee Titans losing a big one at home to the Houston Texans led by Tyrod Taylor back from that injury. Um, Oh no, oh no. Oh no, as they would say. Uh, Vikings 34 over the Packers 31. Uh, Started off with a look like it was going to be a route. Uh, Vikings jump up big 16-3 on the Packers. Uh, Turns out to be an old-fashioned NFC North rival. Comes down to the last possession. Dalvin Cook wisely falls to the ground. Saves time. Kicks field goal. 34-31. Game over. Packers lose. Vikings win. Dolphins 24. The New York Jets 17. Moving on. Jalen Hurts ran for three touchdowns, ladies and gentlemen. No, they didn't lose 29 to 21. They won 40 to 29. The Philadelphia Eagles over the New Orleans Saints at home. Again, Trevor Simeon, no Michael Thomas, no Alvin Kamara. Um, the offense really not there, but they tried. They tried. Trevor Simeon throws three touchdowns late there to try to bring them back, and then Eagles run away with it. Miles Sanders coming back from the injury, 16 carries, 94 yards in the victory over the New Orleans Saints. As we keep pushing here, Washington, formerly known as Redskins, getting the victory 27-21 over Cam Newton, his homecoming back to Carolina after the thaw, uh, molly whopping, the thumping they put on the Arizona Cardinals last week. Washington goes into Carolina, secures the victory, bringing them to four and six. Carolina five and six now after the loss at home, twenty-seven to twenty-one. San Francisco uh, 
you know, doing San Francisco things 30 to 10 over the Jacksonville Jaguars, dominating performance there. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and then of course, Jimmy Garoppolo. 176, two touchdowns. Doing his thing. Not just a Jimmy Garoppolo game there. Got a good team around him. Debo Samuel, eight carries for 79 yards. And a touchdown. You heard that right. Debo Samuel getting it any way he can on the field. Kyle Shanahan trying to do the things. Cincinnati Bengals on the road in Las Vegas. My oh my, 32-13. And it really wasn't much of a game. And, or was it was a game until the end there. Um, you know, 10-6 at halftime. 13-6 until the fourth quarter there. So, um, Bengals still the win late there. Joe Mixon getting a couple touchdowns. Um, and there you have it. We'll see the Raiders, see what they got coming up uh, for them. Cowboys losing on the road 19-9 to the Kansas City Chiefs. Cowboys move to 7-3. Chiefs 7-4 in that AFC West division. Cardinals on the road in Seattle. Late game scare there. Colt McCoy and them boys secure the victory, bring it on back, and take care of business on the road in Seattle. 23-13, Arizona Cardinals over Seattle Seahawks. Sunday night football. Man, was it a snoozer until that end there. Uh, 27-point fourth quarter from the Pittsburgh Steelers proves to not be enough as Justin Herbert, late game, interception. Scratch that, comes back, late game, touchdown to Mike Williams. So, um, three touchdowns, 382 yards for Justin Herbert. Has some bad, but has way more good. Comes away with the victory, 41 points. On the Sunday night showing at SoFi Stadium in L.A. And then, of course, the game of the day. The game everyone I'm sure would 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 enjoy would enjoy. We talk about ad nauseum for the rest of this time frame. Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road, going up against the New York Giants team coming off a bye. Twenty points you're lacking. Monday Night Football, Giants scoring zero points in the third and fourth quarter. And in Jason Garrett's illustrious career as the offensive coordinator. Yet again, failed to score 30 points. The Week 11 games, done it over with. You lost your fantasy. You won your fantasy. We'll get into that later. I'm sure Sykes will have some fantasy talk. I'm sure we might get into that. We gonna see. Because we gonna see. Um, looking like we got uh, me by myself here for a little bit. Um, looks like the earlier call that most of you joined in on. Um, nobody really cares about this show right now. So I'll wait till more people get on up in here. We'll get some more people. 914-205-5796. Again, man, that is, that, that is how we get it done around these parts. You know what I'm saying? You can come around here. You say what you want to say. You can get your, get your feelings out. Get what you want to say about your team, about you know the 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 bad stuff, the good stuff. We'll just call it what it is, man. Everything about last night was an embarrassment for the Giants. It was it just been what 
Not 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 offensively, not just defensively, all, all around. There wasn't a good thing to be had. I mean, the only time you're able to get in the red zone is off a late game interception or a late uh, uh, an early interception that gets you down there uh, into the red zone. Offense has no thing, nothing to show for it. Um, Daniel Jones throws one of the most outrageous interceptions I think I've ever seen um, in, in God knows how long. And, and again, it's not as if he's been doing that all year or that's a common thing to see that kind of interception, which is kind of weird for me. Uh, makes you think, what are you thinking? Are you trying too much? You're doing a little too much. And at this point, what, what, what you know, why? Just hold the ball, take the sack, keep moving on to the next one. And, of course, you just – I think the biggest thing to take away, and we could take away the, the, the lack of – the lack of, you know, self-awareness of the defense in Patrick Graham and letting the man who is known for dinking and dunking his career to six Super Bowls in New England land to dink and dunk you the entire first set half, third quarter, fourth quarter, and just dominate you um, doing that. Uh, they had an extension of the run game that was tossed the ball to Leonard Fournette on screen plays and flats and outs. And they were getting big chunks from eight to 10 to 15 yards and touchdowns on those plays. And they, they were giving to them. The giants were giving it to them playing off. And, and, and it was a, it was a debacle. It was a straight debacle. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off two straight losses in the middle of, um, in the middle of a bye. Uh, that you know, in the middle of there, a buy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a loss, a buy, a loss. They were reeling. It was a team that was, you know, maybe you could, you know, get against the ropes early and see what happens. Um, but there was just none of that to be had. It was a, a an ill-advised quote-unquote game plan from a man who's no longer there, and then it was a a, a horrible defensive plan um, all around. So to, to me, it's just it is what it is. Um, prime time games. Um, because of that, they are the talk of the town. And when you are the Monday night game, not preceded by a morning and an afternoon full of NFL football, you are the talk of the day. And it has been an entire day of trashing the New York Giants organization from top to bottom, from player to coach, from owner to, you know, cleat guy. It doesn't matter. Anybody and anywhere got it today from every side every angle of the media, whether it was on TV or on the radio, YouTube, wherever. Um, There's a lot to get into. Uh, The blame, uh, to me, is a 52-card deck, and and you can hand that each card to every single person uh, you want, then grab another deck and keep handing cards out to, you know, you need to stop. I mean, everybody around is to blame. And the crazy thing is, is if you had a situation where maybe it was just a couple things, maybe four, five things you could point to and say this is what's wrong. Um, at almost every position, at almost every step of the game, at almost every level, um, there's multiple things wrong. Um, where in an area, we'll just stick with Daniel Jones, and, and I know he's gone now, but up until the, up until today, Daniel Jones got to go to the bench and. And a, and a time of when all quarterbacks from the elite to the non-elite 
sit down on a bench and hope that what they don't know, their offensive coordinator will know, or at the very least pretend to know, and give them some insight on the game. There was none of that going on for Daniel Jones. And, again, uh, that's just one aspect. There's none of that going on for the receivers, for the D-line, for the DBs, for the wide receivers, for the tight ends. It goes on and on and on. There's just uh, a debacle at every at every turn. Uh, and once a fan base like this feels that they may be turning in the right direction by getting wins, um, some, I think, you know, start to feel like it's going in the right way. And then you get a primetime game like this where everything is highlighted uh, and everything gets, you know, magnified uh, with the NFL scope. And again, from 3 a.m. on the West Coast until right now, and, you know, it's, it's, it's 417 on the West Coast, and they're probably still bashing the Giants. And it won't stop until this cycle is over tomorrow and we move on to week 12. So that that is the way of the land, and that is the way of it. Um, again, to me, this is exactly what a fan base who has been dealing with this atrocity, atrociousness, or whatever you want to call it, of a team for the better part of five years, some could say a decade, uh, they needed this so that everyone can see, so that they can be the talk of the town, so that every pundit and an and analyst can tell everyone and let the world know what Giants fans know that there is just a debacle of a franchise trying to do things and a lot of these players are, are in the midst of it in the crosshairs and again it's not as if they are not without blame either like I said earlier the blame goes from top to bottom and no one is without and then good things were happening again all, you know, we'll get into a lot of that here in just a minute. So week 11 wrapped, week 12 done. Uh, we have some co-hosts here. Uh, like I discussed, or I didn't discuss it, but I will now. Uh, this first hour is going to be for these hosts. Uh, they spend their time. They spend their effort. They do everything they can to give you a great show. They allow a lot of these callers to come in and cut them off and say their piece. And we respect every single one of y'all opinions and everything. We're going to let these hosts let it out. These are fans as well as co-hosts and amazing analysts of the NFL game, but this is their team and, and they got things to say. Now, a good thing happened for this team today and the releasement of Jason Garrett. We'll get into that and the discussion of what that means for Freddie Kitchens moving forward. But first and foremost, I would like to introduce my main man, E, the chosen one. How are you doing today, sir? The floor is yours. 30 to 10. A Monday night shellacking with zero points showed in the zero in the third and fourth quarter. Your thoughts, your praises, your condemnations, whatever you got to say, the floor is yours, sir. Peace, peace, peace. Um, thank you, Gason, for exiting the building without arguing with anybody. And um, you know, we we respect you. We want you to know that your time here was wasteful. Um, horrible, disgusting, abysmal. Um, it's an atrocity. And to see the back of your neck when you walk hurts my feelings as well because I didn't know it was that pink and uh, spotty. Um, you look like a human pincushion with cinnamon dashed on you. And I'm just happy I don't have to see that rashy skin, pink burnt 
smoky, boiled baloney complexion anymore. Um, I care nothing about your nicknames. You did nothing here. I knew you was going to do nothing here. You were not the guy that I wanted to choose. I'm happy you're not the guy chosen anymore. And um, those words are not to be taken lightly. I just wanted to start off like that, but I'm actually going to go in the background. I have more um, papers to stamp and more um, letters to sign and more redemption to bring up, but I'm going to let somebody go. I just wanted to do my little intro real quick, say what's up to you, and I love you, brother, peace, and this is a great segue for the show, but I will be back to discuss my feelings. Personally, that was just my opening. Uh, I told you don't touch the door handles. You're no longer here. COVID is a thing, Jason. Please go down the left on the hall. Thank you. Security, make sure you please walk straight out. Nothing to talk about. Nothing to see here. Your time is up. Oh, um, security, by the way, he has two pages in the playbook still in his left hand. Please grab him and make sure he doesn't break them out. Freddie, he's stealing. All right, I'll be back later. Thank you very much. And look, there's a lot to be had. There's a lot to be had in this game. We could talk about every single thing you want. So here's how it's going to go. LRP, it's your floor. Uh, you, you can talk about whatever. You want to talk about the X's and O's and why you think this team scored zero points in the third and fourth quarter. Um, we can explain the reason why, and I think a lot of us know why. But you can talk about that. You can talk about defense. You can talk about the firing. You can talk about the, the positioning that now, now Kitchens is in. Whatever you'd like to discuss, the floor is yours, sir, because – we would like to hear. Peace, peace. Peace to the gods. Peace to the earth. Happy peace. Tuesday. Not your average Tuesday, though, because I have never felt this great after a loss in my life. In my life, I have never felt this way, ladies and gentlemen. Do you know why? Because Nacho just said the reason why we scored zero points was because of the man that was there and is no longer. Poof. Poof. Sometimes you got to do that, too. When you got a problem, just poof that shit away for a little bit. That's what we do in real life, but we don't have to come back to this guy because he is gone. Ding dong, the witch is dead. As he eloquently said, and Nacho, as you said in your opening, the Giants fans, the real Giants fans, the, I don't want to say the real Giants fans, but the ones who are just enlightened and maybe evolved a little bit knew that this day was going to come. Furiation, I'm the infuriation, two words together, you know what I mean? The infuriating, frustrating part of it all was the fact that you knew this, we knew this long ago, but you don't listen to the fans, that's what they say. That's what Keyshawn says every morning. You don't listen to the fans. Sometimes you need to listen to them. Sometimes you need to listen to them. You don't need to listen to all of them, myself included, because I say some wild stuff. But sometimes you need to listen to a brother. Sometimes. And this team was terrible yesterday. Absolutely abysmal. Worse than ever. After a bye. New York Giants fans, come with me. You know what I'm saying? Gather around. Because I'm going to tell you a story, and it ain't for children. Tell you a story of how two weeks that this man had, with all his weapons coming back, Galladay, Barkley, Ross, Tony, 
Only person was Shep. Only person was Shep. You had Ingram. You had Rudolph. You had Caden. You had Slayton. You had all your weapons. Thomas was back. And instead of putting Pert there, because you are the offensive coordinator, instead of putting Pert there instead of Soldier, you went with Soldier. When Thomas was coming back, he had all your weapons. And the first play after this man sat down for a month, because he wasn't out for an ankle. Don't get it twisted. Don't listen to the articles. Yes, he was out initially for the ankle. But the ankle has been fine for a couple of weeks now. He was out because of COVID, as he said. So he was chilling for an additional two weeks. You run this man in the first play. You come out with some craziness that we ain't never seen before. In a pistol formation that we never seen, 23 personnel. Barkley gets seven yards, and he gets taken out of the game on the very next play, and you go five wide. The man who did that, ladies and gentlemen, it was Jason Garrett. It's a true story. After not having a ball, after not having a ball, damn near, uh, you know, they well, they scored in 11 minutes of the game. You know, so the clock starts at like 13, something, 13.59, it starts clicking down or some shit. By 11 minutes, they already have scored. And this is what you do. So Jason Garrett has been terrible. He's all in. It hasn't gotten better. They completely ignored this week after week after week, thinking that the page would turn, and it never did. It never did. And last night was a culmination of all of that. My only bittersweet moment, why didn't you do it two weeks ago? Because now you got everybody on Kitchen's ass. You know what I'm saying? When we knew that that's what it was going to be in the first place. I wanted Gary gone. I knew Kitchens was going to be there. Didn't y'all not know that? I mean, who did you thought? I was going to think that they were going to hire someone else on the spot? No. I knew it was going to be handed to him. But why not get that man two weeks to work with his people to get in the lab? And we said it earlier, if you listen, tuned in to the uh, actual exploitation of this whole event, you will see that we had talked about that. And we said specifically that he would have opportunity to get in the lab and work with his people. And how many of y'all at work felt that the motherfucker doing the job could do a better job than him? And you be real with it. You don't be no crazy jealousy stuff. You really can do the job than him. So what if this is a case of that? I can't wait to see it regardless. The point of the matter is the man that was sabotaged us since he's been here, straight virus, fucking up your computer. It's now gone. And it's a happy day. And I'm going to give the floor back to my brother. I think I said enough for right now. But as he stated, we are here for the duration of our show. You got to go. That's my piece uh, uh, right now. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you very much. 914 two zero five five seven nine six. Uh we will get to the callers here in just a moment. I think that the biggest takeaway from that is um zero points in the third quarter, zero points in the fourth quarter. Um and there's no getting rid of Daniel Jones right now, so that's not the issue. And there's no problem with that. That's just the way the life is and the NFL is not just gonna drop a quarterback like that. Especially one it's just not happening. 
We're just not doing that. And, and that's what goes on. And your, your OC's got to go. I think the the, the question, and, and, and LRP brought it up so eloquently, is why didn't it happen two weeks ago? Why didn't it happen three weeks ago? Uh, the problem is that I think there's a win or two sprinkled in, in there. Um, and that's the issue. Um, and this is what I said. And then when I said earlier when we started this whole thing was that um, this is probably the best thing to happen for uh, New York Giants fans. Excuse me, I had a cough there. Um, this is probably one of the best things that happened to New York Giants fans, like the caller I'm about to let in right now, like the two hosts that just went, either chose one LRP, is that not only did they get to watch this and realize, not realize, but uh, not, they got to watch this and understand and know what they've been talking about for the past year, being shown on national television and everybody else getting to see it. And then, like I said, from 3 a.m. on the West Coast until right now, 428 on the West Coast going until this evening, until the next news cycle and, Scott, you know, when SVP starts at midnight. It's the New York Giants organization and how abysmal they have been. The number is out there, 40 games under 500 since the last Super Bowl. It's uh, whatever, the since 2017, it's 21 and 63. There's just, there's, the losing has just been there. It's been there. It's been there. And the display was on full effect last night. A team that not only did it have its offensive weapons back, not only did it have two weeks to prepare, not only was it facing a team that in three weeks, including a bye in the in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, were reeling from two losses from two teams that they shouldn't have lost to, a team and, and the Giants whose defense had had callers like, like had callers and hosts alike, either chosen one off his back for the better part of week two to week eight. And now he is just back on the hot seat and changing things up and not doing things correctly. 47 attempts, 300-plus yards for Tom Brady. Who and the fuck lets Tom Brady dink and dunk in year 20-fucking-1? It's just the dumbest, absolute dumbest thing in the possible world. I am going to drop three and rush eight all night on Tom Brady. I don't give two fucks. Like, at this point, if I got nothing else in the book, if I'm trying to do something crazy, I'm just going to cover zero Tom Brady all night, see if he can get off his point and make it happen. And he did run out the pocket very well yesterday, and we'll talk about that later. But, yeah, it, it, it was the best thing. <laughs> uh, he did run and out the pocket and get a first down. I'm sorry. And, go ahead. Do Real quick. Let me be clear because, I mean, there's still a game that happened last night aside from this, and that was equally terrible on both sides. So the only happiness that was, and keeping it all the way above, the defense was all the way terrible. However, from a Giants fan's perspective, even though I cannot, man, I am so disgusted with Graham right now, I don't even want to praise him yet. So I'm going to take back what I, I don't want the flow no more. No worries, no worries. I, I think a lot of this has to do with what I was getting. My point I was trying to get to was very long-winded, and I was rambling and rambling, was that all this happened under the spotlight of one of the biggest stages, that is Monday Night Football. And when that happens, you are the talk of the town, like I've said over and over again today. On a Tuesday, you are the talk. On a week that had no real storylines, nothing really crazy. I mean, you could talk about the Titans, Maybe you can bring up the Cowboys and the Chiefs, but that's not a real storyline. It's two teams that we thought were going to be good, and they didn't score a lot of points, and somebody lost. So this is the talk of the day, and this is going to be it for the rest of the day. And, and everyone's going to uh, realize 
what I think you guys have all realized for the past year. This team needs some real major overhaul, and unless things like this happen on a weekly basis, you might end up seeing the same results coming to the future. But what I realized is that we, and I know what we got to call away, and I just want to say this one last thing. What I realized is that we were, you know, change Garrett leaving doesn't change the fact that we are small in areas and really exposed in others. I, I mean, Raglan, dude, I mean, what did you do for two weeks? Did you literally, y'all did say y'all was going to chill and play video games. It looked like it. It looked like it. Dude was slow. Off, I mean, and out of just out of place, Graham didn't change anything. Like you said, there was zero crap pass rush. This dude barely broke a sweat. Barely broke a sweat. He had no concerns. And at one point, he was laughing at the coverage. He knew what they were doing before they did. You disguise nothing. Meanwhile, you got Daniel Jones looking at seven hungry motherfuckers all standing up. The con- um, Donna can sue. You got JPP looking like Halloween. You got, man, Devin White, Levante David staring at you all standing up. And you got five, six seconds to be able to hike the ball and try to dissect that. You don't know who's dropping and who's coming. But you looking at Green Acres on the other side, everybody backing off. Two linebackers split on each half. Nobody in the middle. What? That's disgusting. He should have been fired. I mean, the only reason he ain't fired is because he didn't have Logan Ryan, and he might shoot. He might go tomorrow. That was terrible. They did what they want, when they wanted, at will. And you was essentially too small. Love was too small. To th- I mean, yo, I looked at him when he was trying to. I mean, he did nice, some nice tackles. I ain't going to front on. I mean, he got him by the legs, but on Grunt. But, man. We look small, but go ahead. We got to call away. It's okay. I understand. And and, and the, my biggest thing was that offense in Tampa Bay goes as Gronk goes. Gronk comes back, and he makes amazing catches. He's 20, 40, 30 yards down the field. That, that's, that's something 31 other teams, 30 other teams have a problem stopping. So I'm not going to kill Patrick Graham because Gronk went off. What I'm killing Patrick Graham for is 47 pass attempts from Tom Brady for over 300 yards. And like you said, it didn't look like he broke a sweat. He was able to scramble for a good 10 yards and get a first down. He was able to scramble outside the pocket to the right. Again, a more athletic quarterback spins out to the left uh, and makes a good play. But anyways, he runs out to the right. He's able to throw the ball away. You know, you got to pressure him. And again, we said get pressure, move him off his pocket. You did one time. And he goes, runs out the pocket, throws it out of bounds. You, you did this. You did but another you time. He scrambles but real quick, again. And, and real you, quick. Say it again. My bad. I was just saying. And they still got two interceptions. But and it goes back to reason why Gary was the first domino to fall, because you still got two interceptions. And you did stop him. They did have to punt the ball. But you just didn't turn that into points. And your clock managed. Don't get me started, bro. We got to bring up, you know, if other folks want to get in. But that that game, Garrett is great. That game was terrible. And there's a lot to unpack. So let the folks in, and we can all discuss it. Because it, it is a lot to unpack if you, you know, looking at the daggone game and trying to piece together a future for the rest of the season. 
Of course. And and look, look, you know, not, they're not always going to get their their way. And and Tom Brady is the man who takes do you know he he takes his risks and and you're going to get some. You got to catch them and you got to do something with them. You know, you can't just uh, get the ball and straight punt it right back to him. So um, you are correct on that. I think that is the reason why Patrick Graham is still here, even though uh, Tom Brady did Tom Brady things and dinked and dunked you down the field. Um, the same thing he's been doing for 21 years. Uh, but it is what it is. And like you said, he could fall tomorrow. Um, they could have a bad meeting, say the wrong thing, and then he can be gone tomorrow. Um, as we move forward, let this guest end up in here. Oh, sorry about that cough again. Um, the guest we have coming up is a great friend, I believe, and I think this is OG Steven. I really would just love to hear his opinion on the game. We will talk about Jason Garrett, and I would love to get a good conversation and, and, and roundtable on that in the next hour about the Freddie Kitchens and Jason Garrett thing. Let's talk about those X's and O's from last night. OG Steve, it's on you. How do you feel about the way the defense played? How do you feel the way the offense played, even though the guy who's calling it is no longer there offensively? And then, of course, special teams. And then how do you feel that other team in Tampa Bay played? Was was they coming out and guns are blazing, well, things of that nature? Let us peace, know. Peace, peace to you fellows, man. Peace, peace to everybody who's listening. You know how I Appreciate y'all let me chime in and be a part of the show today. Uh, you know, I'm 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 one of the rare ones, man. I'm one of the rare ones, Nacho. So I'm not sitting here and deny all the ugly shit we've seen. But schematically, I did not have a problem with the approach. I had a problem with the results of the approach. I thought, you know, that it really wasn't a bad thing to go. I, unfortunately, the defense has played so bad. There's so many missed tackles and opportunities, you know, and a lack of effort on top of it, they just didn't really seem like they were into the game. And, you know, and I just really had a hard time looking at the mixed the mix tackles and the effort. So I, I, do, you know, I do feel like, you know, there were some plays where I just felt like we were not in position, but I do feel like, number one, we were in a position a lot of times. The players just, just decided, like, they didn't want to make plays. And at the end of the day, my team was only down by seven points to Tom Brady at home after he just came out for two losses. Ten, one, you know, so say what you want, you know. It just, uh, and if it wasn't for the defense, we wouldn't even got seven on their ten points. But it was ten to seventeen in the, you know, in the second half. We got the ball. We shoot it around. You know, we shoot it around. So I, uh, I thought the defense played terrible. And, but I do know that everybody, that was the one thing that most people were hanging on to the last two or three games. You know, the defense has been playing well. So I was very disgusted by what I saw. But given the fact there were so many other issues going on and that defense had, had been relatively playing well the last few games, I wasn't giving them a pass, but I kind of give them a mulligan right now. Just, you know, because at the end of the day, it's a team sport, you know, but yeah. – it was extremely disappointing with all the factors coming off a of bye and the fact that I had higher expectations for the defense. But Logan Ryan wasn't there. And I think as much as they, you know, they, you know, they had to plan for it, they were hoping he could be there last minute. And he clearly, his leadership and getting those guys in the right place and accountability on the field clearly wasn't there. So, I mean, the defense failed us and they failed us miserably. But I don't think it came down to just – one player, one thing while they were there. I just think that uh, Patrick Graham, unfortunately, 
you know, he, he's, he's earned the right to, to continue to get this march on. He's shown that he is, he can be competent, you know, if, if the defense, if the offense is given a little bit something to work with. So it was 20 to 17. And they, nobody really been blowing us out. A lot of high scoring things. And I know they would have liked to. Like you said, Broncos going to get his. We knew, you know, uh, Michael Evans was going to get his. We knew it was going to be a problem with the coverage. So we we know we have some shorter titles. But I, I tell you what, Bradbury, he really pissed me off, man, with his, you know, not wanting to tackle and shit, man. And the safeties played bad on top of it, you know. So it, it just. You know, that's where I'm at. I mean, I just think that he's, you know, he's definitely on the hot seat. We, you know, we watch everything, but I don't think, number one, clearly we knew Jason Devin was going to. You can't do too much at once anyway. But this dude is the assistant head coach for a reason. He's probably the most confident coach we got on the staff. Other than, I don't know that much about kicking, but clearly, you know, he's, he's a better coach than Judge. Maybe not a game team manager, but I'm even starting to question that about Judge, too. So, as far as I'm concerned, everybody's in the fucking hot seat. You know, thankfully we got rid of Gary because we just couldn't even look at him in the face. I was beginning to wonder if this motherfucker was just a straight-up mole. Period. Like, how is, you know, is uh, he getting paid by the Cowboys to come over here and fuck our shit up? You know, I don't know because he damn sure looked like it. But, uh, yeah, man, let's, you know, I know a lot of people got a lot to say, but and our, our defense is clearly not off the hook. But I'm, th- I'm thinking we got – that's part of the problem, but we got a lot of other problems that have nothing to do with Jason Garrett because the players need to execute much better. So I'm, I'll be talking now, man, and I'll listen to what y'all got. But it's, you know, it's to me it's like, okay, fuck all that shit that happened in the past. We know now we're just peeling back another layer to a messy onion, so get ready for the kids. Because they come. And hopefully, you know, like I said, I'm ready to get to this offense. Because to me, that's a grand fucking problem. And it's unfortunately for this team, is that one person who's a big part of this problem got to show up enough for food, Mike. So let's get to, you know, everybody can get it right now. Everybody can get it. So, hey, man, <clears throat> there's no easy fix, though. And we got some fixing to do, so that's where I'm at. Awesome. And, again, thank you, OG Steve. We'll get right back to you. We're going to have this roundtable going around. Again, this is going to be about the offense. Again, this is an offense in the second half who, like OG OG Steve said, that's one of those tongue twisters, 17 to 10 going into halftime. It's not as if this game was out of reach. It's not as if this game was 20 to 10 going into halftime. Uh, this this game was close. Tampa Bay inched its way out, <clears throat> inched its way out. You start the second half with a drive that ends on a fourth and one um, that I believe Peyton Manning called out, if I'm not mistaken. That might have been that one. Um, but and that's neither here nor there. Anyways, you start that off. That's the only promising drive of the entire second half. The only one that no, goes that is, over. No, two. hold on, hold on, Nacho. That's not that's not on only here or there. That's that's right there. No, that's not that's not no here nor there. That's important too. Throw that shit in the pot. All well, no, I didn't, I didn't understand. I, I wasn't. I, no, I wasn't. Under, I didn't know if that was the. Um, if that was the play or if that was the one at the end of the game, no, that was a fourth and 16. So yeah, I believe that I, again, I was double checking. I didn't want to be wrong and I wasn't wrong. I was correct. Um, that was the, um, 
There was a bonehead three and two, and then there was a bonehead four and one. Uh, one not ended on that. in turnover downs. Yeah. Another one ended in the field goal. In the field goal. Okay, so we're going to get into the first drive of the uh, of the second half, and and then we'll get into this roundtable. We'll get into everyone. I'll let everyone back in onto the onto the thing. Um, but the per- but the purpose of this was the second half was an is was a disaster. Not on defense, and we could talk about that. We did it at great length, but on offense. And the guy is gone now who was calling those offensive plays. But again, like OG Steve said in his soliloquy or his monologue about the defense, it was not necessarily the calls, but the execution off. Offensively, it was both. Not only was it the wrong calls, but the execution on even the calls was wrong. And by execution, I mean the fact of noticing that something was wrong and maybe perhaps changing that into the right call. Again, that is a decision that I don't know if Daniel Jones has the ability to make. One may or may not have have the decision-making and skills to do that. Or three, could he or could he not, like LRP is saying, Jason Garrett wouldn't let him. We'll see in this coming week if he has that ability. Sorry, go ahead. No, just real quick. Just want to throw in there because he could not. And the content of the X's and O's that you want. I'm telling you, at six seconds, he was, it, it looked discombobulated. He had six seconds, almost 92% of this game. He was in danger of being in delay of game constantly after having to try to dissect Six seconds is all he had. You can go back and look. I watched it. It was a rush every single play. Like he was getting it in late or I don't mm-hmm. know what that was mm-hmm. all about. But I'm telling you, he had six seconds to dissect that defense every again. single time. A again, top hole defense at that. Throw me the alley-oop, LRP, whenever you're ready. Yeah, again, this, is, yeah, a, this I mean, is a this is a conversation because we hear about a lot of uh, offenses that want to get out there and um, wait till that last second, kind of dissect the defense, give their quarterback maybe, like you were saying, six to eight seconds because they are just going to run up to the line, look at what's going on, give them some time, and then do it. The, the issue is a lot of those quarterbacks, regardless of their talent level, whether they're elite-style quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers or whether they're good-style quarterbacks like Jimmy Garoppolo, they get to the line of scrimmage with at least 12, 14 seconds on the clock, so they can have eight, six seconds to get to the line, You know, look at what the defense is doing, and then you get those additional six seconds while at the line of scrimmage to give your offensive line checks and things of that nature. The point that they're making that that I believe the LRP is making is that there wasn't even that additional eight to six seconds making you in the in not the game clock, ladies and gentlemen, the play clock that is forty seconds. It runs down for each team to get a playoff before that goes off. Before you get the five yard penalty, that is delay of game. You want to get your offense to play, get your offensive line out there at about 14 to 12 at, at at least 10 seconds. Give your offensive line out there. Give your quarterback a chance to set up, maybe call some checks like we're talking about. And the problem last night was they were getting the calls in so late. And, again, this can fall into the issue whether or not the plays were wrong or it was the wrong play at the wrong time. But if you're calling in a play so late and the offensive guy, that is the quarterback, has no positioning to sit there and go, look, this is what they're going to run, the, the play we're going to call. You know, not only did Peyton Manning just call it live to millions of people on air, uh, but Todd Bowles knows exactly what we're going to do right now. Let's change that up. There was no chance for that to happen. He has to run the play there because they don't want to get a five-yard penalty. You only got three timeouts. You got to save those. And then you, you end up going with the play that 
Devin White is standing exactly where they want Saquon Barkley to stand when he catches the football. Yeah. It, 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 it's exactly the way it goes. So, so I need the, I need I got the alley oop from you, right, LRP? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so I want to discuss two things on this on this conversation in this conversation. LRP, first, I'm going to touch on what you said. Pause about not having time, right? Now, in the NFL, a team has a scheme, something obviously we didn't have last night. Because as LRP said, he got to the line of scrimmage with five, six seconds left. So that means you burn 35, 36 seconds, 40 seconds to a play clock. If you get to the line of scrimmage with five, four, three, two, one, that means that you're running a slow tempo. My question is, all that time, you're running a slow tempo offense allowing a Todd Bowles defense to set at the line of scrimmage and be able to change formations in the defensive scheme, the secondary, or whatever the case may be. How do you keep a team that great as a defensive seven off balance with a slow tempo when you're down 10 to 17, knowing that if you allow them to get set, they're going to be in the backfield, as you just alluded to, and he's not going to get a chance to get into whatever rhythm, whatever scheme, whatever offense, and complete passes at all, right? This is not giving anyone an excuse. This is just talking football 101, if you know the sport, if you play the sport, and if you analyze the sport. That is the most – that is the greatest losing formula to any game, especially like the one last night, like you alluded to as well, Nacho, an elite quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or a good quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo, right? You can send them to the line like that because you play an up-tempo scheme that fits with the style of football that you're playing. But for us, we're playing a team that loves for you to sit at the line of scrimmage until 35, 36, which is four, three, two. And this is Todd Bowles. This is a Todd Bowles coached Super Bowl winning defense. They make the red. They, they make the, the more. Here's the thing. Here's the here's the monkey wrench. E, if you throw it right back, because they were all the our offense was all they were on the line. They were running an right. up tempo, trying to run an up tempo offense because everybody was <laughs> wide receivers was out. The lineman was lined up. They were literally telegraphing the daggone play while he was trying to change it. You usually get three, right? You send in three plays. And the court, at his level, he should be getting three plays and then have the option to be able to switch within those plays based off of what he sees. And what so those three plays, it took him forever to find three daggone plays in combination for him to be able to run out of where they was running. And it took that long. I That's what happened. knew exactly what was going on, and he studied the blueprints for two weeks, but somebody did not study the defense for two weeks. Todd, I mentioned it last night, LLP, and you remember, clearly, this game is going to be about Todd Bowles versus Jason Garrett. And it was exactly that last night. There's no moving. If y'all don't want to talk about Patrick Graham, that's fine. So let's talk about what it was. Todd Bowles versus Jason Garrett. And I told you, if he comes in this game with that same bull crap that he tried to pull against the Raiders, he's going to get foot to ass and destroyed. And look what happened. You put your quarterback in a bad situation. You put your team in a bad situation. Your clock management was horrible. Some of that goes on judge, too. But what did you do to help your team at all? 
fourth and one, you come out of 23 personnel that you know you have two fullbacks, you mentioned it earlier, and you send the dude on a rollout and Levante David, I'm sorry, it was Devin White, was standing in his neck. He had to avoid a strip sack, then step up and have an incomplete pass. Plays like that are completely unacceptable. That is why you're going. Security, I told you to watch his left pocket. He got a playbook and he's still, he's still trying to leave let, the building. Hey, let him take that daggone shit with him. Whatever you got in the pocket. It says kitchens on the bottom. He's, he's, he's trying to he's trying to steal. Get him so, out of here. So we, we, we right. also have J-Rock in the building. Uh, give me a couple of seconds. J-Rock, do you want anything to say? Um, this, the floor is yours on the New York Giants. 30-10 to 10 loss last night to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Perfect. He may be getting his audio so, right. so, Silence is golden, and he knows that exactly. Uh, I, I keep it, I'm I keep I'm it golden. I'm no. here. I'm here. Oh, oh, sorry. There he is. What was the question again? Uh, just your just your monologue today on the game last night before we get rolling into these questions and, and this topic that we're talking about right now. Oh, I, don't have, I don't have much on the game last night. I mean, it wasn't nothing I wasn't, wasn't expecting, so I'm not shocked or surprised or upset about it. But um, on the whole Jason Garrett thing, um, I don't expect any more from Freddie Kitchens. Never wanted Freddie Kitchen. Never wanted Jason Garrett. But let's see what he can do. Because he really didn't do much in Cleveland. I, I got a question for you, Rock, because I know you said you don't got much on the game. But were you surprised at the lack of offense with all of our players healthy besides Sterling Shepard? And we definitely was able to account for him last night in a Kadarius zone. <clears throat> were you surprised at the lack of offensive production? Tim? The lack of offense production? Yeah. Ten. I thought they were going to run the ball more. Really thought they were going to run the ball more. Uh-huh. Um, but Daniel Jones was missing wide open people. He, he he had one read, and that was it. There was dudes flying across his face wide open, and he was looking at the one read, and that's fucking awful. <laughs> I've never seen a quarterback, so-called franchise quarterback, do that. He could have had at least two touchdowns that he missed because he did not look at a second option. Wide open all night, staring people down. When he did throw the ball, he's staring people down. So that's what you that's what you got. Somebody who's missing people wide open all night. And then when he throws the ball, he's staring people down. You know, that's the problem, bro. That's the problem. He's not he's still throwing staring people down. You know, and leaving people wide open. So it's I don't think it's gonna change. As we get on to this next topic that we were going to bring up, which is the offense and how uh, Jason Garrett, you know, in 26 games, it was zero points. The offense scored 30 or more. Um, There are games that the team scored 30 or more. Um, I believe there's a pick six or a fumble six there um, from a frackle um, interception on a game or two that gets you over 30, even in a loss to Dallas. Yeah, that was was um, an interception with Jay Crowder. Yeah, so it, it it you know the 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 team may have scored over thirty offensively, zero games over thirty in a league that thirty points is the norm, and sometimes you see that's just how it goes. Um, the the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is interesting, 
And, and what I thought was going to be the case for the offense uh, would have been a run heavy. Uh, you can run all you want um, at four or five seconds running out there. Um, if you're running the football, you have the absence of Vita Vea. Uh, and too, for all its words, still a good pass rusher. Does not clog the hole like Avita Veda. He is not a run stuffer. He is that guy to get to the quarterback from the center. And and it's just not his his M.O. He's got help from guys, but it's just the, the way to attack them last night would have been to run up the middle several times. You just got to do it. Now, again, we could talk about, uh, you know, do you got the offensive line to do that? Do you have the running back to do that? But you have to be able to run up the middle uh, against this team because they were lacking. And, uh, and of all places, that's where they were lacking last night. They had the guys back on the back end. They have the pass rush with JPP and and those other boys on the, on the outside. But up the middle is what their weakness was. And last night was the opportune time to just run the ball. I think that that could have been had three or four yard chunks up the middle, whether or not you ran with Saquon, whether or not you ran with Booker. I think that could have been the testament of the night. And in the second half, I think that's what should have been down. You're down seven points. It, look, I understand the, the, the flat call, Peyton Manning call it out. Yada, yada, yada. That should just been a run to Saquon. You know, you spend the number two, number two overall pick on a running back. He's there for short, short yardage. That's how you run the football. Fourth and one, third and one, you know, fourth and short, under a yard. That's what he's there for. You just give him the football and let him get that yard for you guys and move forward. Um, you know, trying to do the fancy stuff and get him into open field and, and get him the ball passing, which is a great necessity and an asset to the game. Um, that's not what you bring them there for. That's not what you work out your quads for every day. You do that to run for one to two yards in needed situations. Uh, and I just think that's where the lack of it comes. Now, can Freddie Kitchens realize that at that point, you got to run the football for short yards. You got to do that. Uh, we will see. Um, again, there was nothing in Cleveland that they said, we need to keep this man. So they went out and got Kevin Stefanski. The offense doesn't look as much greater over there without him, but it didn't look like he was doing great. Um, he had the normal upswing in a team when uh, they, the team gets the, the coach that they want, quote, unquote. Uh, they get rid of the guy, and they get the guy that, that's been there for a while that they love. It's, the, it's the, the, the mental status, the way that they played for a few games under Kitchens. They get rid of him, brings Kevin Stefanski in, uh, and they look like they were on the road to the Super Bowl for the first, first seven, eight weeks uh, of this season before, you know, we see the meat and potatoes now. So, again, Kitchens will have to uh, prove some things, but this is week 12. This isn't week eight. This isn't week seven. Um, this is almost three quarters into the season with three wins. Uh, how much can he really do and how much do you really want him to do? Point now, it is draft stock looking time. You most likely have another top five with the Chicago Bears. That's two top five picks right now as it stands, I believe, or top six um, with the Bears pick. Um, how much do you really want this offense to get going or, or maybe just show some movement, at least doing the right thing? Losing a game may be not so bad as long as the offense seems to be competent in the ways that they're moving, I guess, moral victory, so to speak. Um, but moving forward, and J-Rock already just said he doesn't feel uh, as if this is a, a you know, uh a change is going to happen with Kitchens. And I'll just move right on to LRP right now. Um, you, sir, what is your thought process going from Jason Garrett to Freddie Kitchens? Um, now, again, we might see, like I said, the same thing that we saw in Cleveland, an uptick in 
um, morale and uptick in, in the mental space from this team, maybe knowing that they can do a bit more things. Um, but what do you see moving forward offensively, scheme-wise, uh, from Freddie Kitchens that may be different from Jason Garrett, not so much just calling him stupid and that he's not going to be that dumb? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to call him stupid yet because I don't know if he's dumb. Well, not him. Not I'm saying that I'm just saying that Jason Garrett was so dumb and stupid that anything Kitchens can do, we obviously could agree that it would be better. What do you what do you think he will do? Is my question. Absolutely, I think it. Um, I know J. Rock said that he doesn't feel that it'll be any better or any different. A lot of people share that. You know, Easy shouts out to the brother Easy. Anyway, um, can I explain why I said that? Sure. Yes, sir. I mean, I, I, I said that because he has a hand in the game plan every week. So it's not like he doesn't have a hand in it. He's he's right there with Jason Garrett, or was right there with Jason Garrett, making this game plan. So how is he going to be different? I have to agree with wow. J-Rock. Unless he was just sitting there sabotaging just right along with it, just not saying anything, you know. So he's part of the shit, too, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't called to play, but he was right there along with him. I'm of the regard that I'm going straight to, and I love the fact that not used the mental set and said about the morale and mental aspect of it and how something can look different or change or be a positive. And I would say whenever I watched the games, I didn't see Kitchens. Every time they pan to him, especially in a primetime effort, Kitchens ain't standing next to him. He's off by himself with the shame face. I told y'all what to look at every week when you know some shame is about to be bestowed upon us <laughs> from Garrett. His lips is pressed together, and every time I saw his lips pressed together, I didn't see Kitchens. And I'm of the regard because that's executive office behavior. How many? I mean, we know. I I've I never personally worked in a law office or in a top executive firm or anything like that. But I know of the industrial organization, organizational psychology of going for someone's job, even though you may be linked to them. Uh, it's like yo, we both working on this. Pro- no, yeah, we both working on this project. But <laughs> this man holds the title. And whatever he does, that's on him. He's like, well, did you have a hand in it? Was this your idea? I was like, well, we worked on it. I mean, and but at the end of the day, it's Garrett's call. Exactly. That and should that was the best case you know Joe Judge knew what he was doing when he made kisses that is exactly the system, whatever the fuck he made him. He knew exactly what he was doing. Uh, we yeah, talked I mean, about that earlier in the season. And let me say this to you, J-Rock and LRP. How long did we think it was going to take? How long did we actually think it was going to take? I saw it coming week five or six, right? I was like, yo, Kitchen is about to take over. It was the running joke of the show. You got 22 twos. And look, soon as soon as Jason Garrett start bugging, Freddie Kitchens is right there. We talked about it. It just happened to happen later than we expected. But that's the Giants organization. We always call for things for them to happen before they happen. But guess what? They sit around, let things linger, let it go on too long, and this is why we always sitting around complaining. 
It should have been Freddie Kitchens to take over because if you're going to get rid of him, you get rid of all of them. Now he got seven games. If he scores 30 points in five of seven games, Kitchens is the answer. Watch this. This is what the Giants do. Exactly. Well, exactly. Well, I, he the new I was. he the new hot thing now. Shit. He gonna be Messiah the new Kitchens. They gonna score points. Oh man, Danny Jones mm-hmm. on fire. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Following all right, gentlemen. Fan base all well, real quick, real, real yes. quick, real, real quick, quick because get... what I said. Real quick, Nacho, because this is related, and I didn't get to say this part, but mm-hmm. efficiency to answer your question. What I want to see from Kitchens and why I believe that anything better, anything from where we got or what we had is better. And it would be better because now they get to breathe. Regardless of how they felt on the inside, there's going to be a come-to-Jesus moment. Like how to hit, just like Graham had with his defensive players, you can have that same opportunity now and start inquiring on what the players want to see themselves do. And this, I don't think this was the case. This was a design that they decided to go with, and nobody's going to step on his toes because it's all about structure based off of the head coach's presence that he delivered. So ain't nobody going to jump out of place. But at the same time, they're not going to stop it from burning because it's not my place. But I see, I expect efficiency and time of possession to grow. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Everything else will fall into place. If you start being more efficient, and you start having the ball more, you'll see everything else. And that doesn't have to translate to wins or losses. That's just letting you know what you got for a draft and fix this shit for good next year because you got two draft picks. That's all I want for the rest of the season. Efficiency, time of possession to grow. That's it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Sorry, I had to mute you there, LIP. I wanted to get this out before we started getting going, getting going. Uh, it is the top of the hour. We went over about seven minutes. I want to do this at the exact top of the hour. We went through 60 minutes talking about last night. 30 to 10, Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost to the New York Giants. Uh, I did just want to get into some top news we have here. The college football rankings going into them. They came out today, the release. Uh, number one, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Alabama. Number four, Cincinnati. Uh, that is your top four college football. And then, of course, we have uh, some some basketball scores for you. I wanted to get in uh, to that. Give me one second. I had it pulled up and it went away. Ah, I was trying to do so well at this. Uh, basketball stores uh, from this evening. Uh, the Lakers, whoo, 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 losing real big there in the second quarter, 40-24 to 24 to the New York Knicks uh, at halftime there against the Pistons, losing 46 to 50, or winning 53-46 to 46 over the Heat. Uh, later tonight, 8 p.m. or 7 p.m. West, uh, West Coast Nuggets take on the Trailblazers and Mavich take on the Clippers a half an hour after that. Don't forget, tomorrow we will have Black Freezy Debate Wednesdays coming to you at the God's Hour, 7 p.m. on the West Coast. And then Thursday, beautiful Thursday, Turkey. Enjoy it. You won't hear from me. You won't hear from anyone. We're going to let y'all enjoy your day. And then East Off Friday, I believe, Shake said we will be back. We will talk to E later and figure that out before the end of the show. If not, we might throw something together for you for this beautiful 
beautiful Thanksgiving weekend coming forward. Again, thank you guys so much for joining the Shakedown. 914-205-5796. My fellas, you're all back. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for letting me get that out, get that in. Let's start it back up. As we were talking, we were talking about Freddie Kitchens moving this offense forward. I will now no. like to say yep. I would like to now say my piece, and then we will get into either chosen one LRP and then J Rock as we move forward. As as Freddie Kitchens continues to move forward, I would like to see the offense utilize Saquon Barkley, not like Christian McCaffrey, but but a lot like Derrick Henry. I believe that this man is being utilized in the wrong way. Can he catch footballs? Yes. Is he great catching footballs? Yes. Is he great in the field when he catches the football? Absolutely yes. Can he take the ball 25 to 30 times up the middle, off to the right, off to the left, and then by the end of the game run people over? I believe those quads, that body, he most certainly can. Can he stay healthy? That is a bigger question. We will see. But to me, this man should be a workhorse. He should not be trying to utilize him as a Christian McCaffrey. Fourth and one passes should not be in the flats to Saquon Barkley. Fourth and one plays should not be passes in the flat to Saquon Barkley. Um, the pass in the flat should have been the Kadarius Tony on a smooth move trying to get him into the open field. Or it should have been a run to Saquon Barkley right up the middle. This offense needs to run through the man you spent the number two overall pick in. We talk about this is a quarterback-driven league, and they got to you know, throw 400, 300, 400 yards. The way to do that with Daniel Jones in this offense is to get Saquon Barkley running. And I think that if, if Freddie Kitchens wants a shot in hell to keep this game, to keep this job, to move forward and possibly be the head coach of the New York Giants, he's got to do that. Run this man 20, 25, 30 times. Get him busy. Get Booker busy. Run him too if you think that you're giving Saquon too much. And then at the end of the game, it's Saquon time, as much as it is like a Derrick Henry. And I'm not calling him Derrick Henry. I'm not saying he's going to be the best thing in stiff-arming people, getting 250, 300 yards a game. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the style of wearing down a defense. And I think that this, regardless of the offensive line, I think this man can fall for three to four yards if you just let him run up the middle or try to run up the right or left. Um, either chosen when you were on the floor. Oh, my back is starting to hurt really bad. Uh, you guys can take on over. Uh, e, LRP, and then J-Rock. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. So some with the conversation is about Kitchen and what he's going to do different. I'm looking for concepts. I'm looking for how we use and utilize our receivers for cover two. I'm looking at how we bring our running backs out of the backfield, switching tempos. But most of all, think about it, gentlemen. He cannot do any worse than what we already have had. That is just impossible. Now, I don't want to say things like that because certain things just be happening in the universe, right? But think about it. We can't see worse because he knows he cannot do worse. See, Freddie Kitchens is in a position to get fired, too, at the end of the year. He looks anywhere near what Jason Garrett showed us, and he's gone, too. So I don't think he wants to risk his livelihood like that, first and foremost, number one. Two, he knows that he's going to have to put his stamp on this in order to stay around. Because at the end of the year, if Judge goes, Kitchen goes. And also them 21-gun salute, they out of here, too. So this is his chance to prove to everybody and put himself back in a position to actually be relevant again in the NFL. 
I believe that we're going to see different concepts. We're going to see different routes. We're going to see different schemes. I'm not saying it's going to differentiate from what Jason Garrett has so much. It's going to be different. I just think that he's going to put a confidence and a pulse on his players and relate to them in a different way, but most of all, set them up for their skill set to make the plays that they can because of it. So, yes, I believe we're going to see something different. I'm believing in that until I see something different, and that's where I'm at with it. Let's go, Freddie. Uh, so, I already answered it, but I disagree with the Saquon Barkley. Uh, you, you know, you, you use, they've been using them wrong. Yes, I agree with that. But, yeah, and he is a workhorse. However, the delivery is, you just don't run them up the middle. Not with this line. They're not ready for that. And, in opportune times. Now, granted, if you continue to do that behind the fullback and some goddamn, you know, motherfuckers that can push people out the way, then by all means do it all day long because I do believe that he can excel there greatly if done right. But if they're going to continue to do this zone blocking, then no, you don't. And you better commer the hell out of him. And I mean really mirror the hell out of because that's where his lane is if that's what they're yeah. gonna if they're gonna stone block, then his lane yeah. is Camara. To the tenth power. What, what what do you yeah. say to the people that say if you stay in the Camara lane he's gonna end up getting injured more and more? I don't you know what I, I think I don't pay no attention to that. Nope. I disagree with that because the Camara lane is not what got him hurt. The Derrick Henry lane is what got him hurt. Exactly. You let the man get out there so he can start feeling good about the cuts that he's making while inside. Stay, he's not feeling good the about the cuts that he's making while inside. coaches are concerned about that, and that's why they're, they're put, putting the goddamn baby gloves on him instead of letting his man run. Let him run. Hey, Rock, can I say something to you? Last night, how many runs up the middle did he have that was successful in that 23, four, 23 personnel formation with the two fullbacks and him in the back? And yeah, let me tell None. you something. Todd he had Bowles, one. Todd, no, he, had, he one. had one. He got seven he yards one. off of that. Seven yeah, yards off of it. Todd it Bowles had nine men at the line of scrimmage, and he still got seven yards because he hit the hole with a burst before it closed up and all the linebackers could converge. Yeah, he did that. I, but look, I, I don't know. One thing I agree with, I, I, don't, I didn't think Freddie Kitchens was interviewing for no head coaching position on this job. I, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't think maybe, so either. I don't know where he went with that. I mean, offense, maybe offensive player, but I'm really not looking for him to be my head coach, so let's not go there, please, okay? I'm really not even sure if I want to be my offensive coordinator, but I damn sure don't want him as no head coach. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily right. have I to thought, be for the New York Giants. Um, it could be for any other team. That there is 31 other teams that he might want to be a head coach for because this is a league of trying to advance. So uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's trying to be the head coach for the Giants. He might be trying to get another job. 
And like we always say in this league, it does nobody good, including yourself, to put bad tape out there. And if you're trying to keep your jobs, and I know we talk about nepotism in this organization, but nepotism doesn't run rampant through every organization in the league. So you want to put some good film out there if you want to get a good job, especially if you want to go to a good organization. So that's what I was getting at. Maybe he wants to try to do something like that. Um, As we move forward, we do have the man of the Tuesdays with me. The fantasy dude, the fantasy god, the man who talks all this stuff fantasy. It is Shakes Montana. He is in the background. He will come in whenever he feels like he'll jump in because this is the shakedown. If you if you haven't noticed, it's, it's named after him. So he can do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, That's why I said that. Just real quick. Yeah. 11 and 0. Where you going? Finish. <laughs> no, no, my bad. No, I just thought he said that. With his, when he said it, I thought he said the next coach of the Giants. That's the only reason I just said that. I don't care about the other teams, but I definitely care about the Giants. That's the only reason I mentioned that. But go ahead. I'm back, back, back from the sideline. Go ahead, Shakes. It's all you. All you are, player. All right. Thank, thank you for backing up after that interruption. We will have Shakes Montana. There you go. It's all you, sir. Okay. I I repeat. Eleven and zero. Eleven and zero. Mm-mm-mm. How about one more time? Eleven and zero. <laughs> that feels good. That feels so good, bro. Damn, I'm good. Damn, I'm good. Mm. Can't wait to get to the fantasy in um in an hour. Well, actually, forty-five minutes. But yeah. Uh, great week for me. I thought it was going to be a bad week. I only lost in two leagues, one in the uh, Shakedown League, one in the Yahoo. But, yeah, well, pretty good week for me. I clinched a couple playoff bursts. You know, shit like that. You know, regular shakes the shit. Go ahead, Nacho. All righty. Sorry about that. I did have – we do have another caller. Um, I was in the green room with him. We was chopping it up for just a second. Uh, I didn't hear what Shake said, but I'm sure he was gloating about the fact he's undefeated and how I lost a close game and I lost another game. So that's just the way of the world, and we'll talk about my losses later like we always do on these great Nacho Average Tuesdays. We have James, my main man, my friend, my sir. I don't know friend. We don't know each other that well. My main man, though, welcome here. You all have the floor. 30 to 10 loss to the New York to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by the New York Giants. The floor is yours. Whatever you would like to discuss, it is on you, sir. Hold on. Before you go, James, you better give me my flowers, bro. You better give me my flowers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> better give me my flowers. Quit buying fantasy, bro. I don't know how you do that, man. Good game, man. Thank you. Thank you. Whip that ass, boy. This is what I'm talking about, bro. This is crazy, man. All I can hang my hat on, G. It's all I'm winning in. I looked at your record. I'm like, what the hell? You should say 11 and 10 and 0 or something dummy like that. What the hell is going on? I'm a beast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to see in the... Yo, 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 yo. I I had to call into the Shakedown, the Nacho Show. I had to see what's going on with the post. You know, I'm I'm an officer caller. I'm not an so for me to call in season it's an emergency. It's 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 a travesty. It's going down. Uh, your man Dan Jones, your man Jason Garrett, Judge. I mean, the whole 
tonight. The biggest game of the season. Y'all scored 10. Hey, hey, James, James, sir, uh, you're breaking up real bad. I want the people to hear every word you're saying. I couldn't hear what you were saying. You're breaking up kind of bad there, and I want them to hear, because I could barely hear it, but I kind of know where you were going. I heard Jason Garrett a little, but I don't know if you could fix that. You're a little muffled, and you're breaking up. Can I call back, or can you hear me now, or should I call back? You sound good right now, sir. Okay, I was away from the phone. All right, so the whole point I'm saying is this. Giants Nation, man. What is going on right now? We 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 hurting right now. I cannot believe. I, I said, listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an off season caller, so I wait for the season to be over, and that's when I'm really, you know, calling with y'all. But right now, it's an emergency. Daniel Jones, get the fuck up out of here, bro. Jason Garrett is out of here, and Joe Judge, you 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 you. you I don't I don't know how you feel like you want to put Garrett on the bus, but guess what, man. It's 42 seconds and a half, and what do you do? You call the same screen pass that everybody knows? You call the same – Yeah, I, at this time right now, man, the Giants are a three-win team, man. We're tired of this, man. And uh, things got to change, man. The, th- the, the, the thing about last night's game, it was probably one of the worst games we've had in years, man. Just because of the team, the things that y'all put us through, how excited the fan base is for y'all. You know, this isn't Detroit. This is New York City, man. This is New Jersey. You guys got to come to play. You didn't come to play, man. And I don't think you guys care. We took an L last night, man. That shit really hurt, man. You got fans that are out here rooting for y'all, paying money, going ham, and... You decided when it's 42 seconds up and a half to not do nothing, like whatever, we good. To not go for it when it's fourth and five in your own territory. Okay, man. You don't kick a field goal when it's 17 to 10 and the game is over with, man. And Daniel Jones, man, you got Galladay coming in the window across the middle, bro. What are you doing? We threw no passes over 10 yards other than Tony. This team is an abomination right now. And we're paying money, man. People are paying their cable bills. People are paying their internet bills. I didn't want to, like I said, I'm an off-season caller, but right now this is an emergency, man. Do the Giants, is married, is Tish, do y'all care what's going on right now? Do y'all give a fuck? And that's the mode I'm in right now, man. I'm sorry to go in, but that's how we feel right now. Yo, James, before you get out of so, here today, and, 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 make sure you sorry, play in the restaurant, bro. Oh, okay. Cafe Frederick, man. Harlem, we out here. 114th of Frederick Douglass, man. Please come through, man. We love y'all. Oh, James, don't go away. We're gonna have. I'm gonna have you plug it in. I'm gonna have you plug it a proper way in just a moment, James. Don't go away. You came in and you did this, James. Daniel Jones, Jason Garrett. Joe Judge, John Mara, Tish, you came in and did all of that. You you shot shots at all of them. You let them all know that people are out there. You know, I I listened to a great great show on eighty two uh, Sirius XM. Uh, they talk and the caller called in and said he pays twenty eight thousand dollars on PS PSLs. I don't know what that is in Giants land. Y'all might know what that is. There is 
a lot of money that fans put into these teams, whether you're a Jacksonville Jaguars mm. fan, a New York Giants fan, a Green Bay Packers fan, an Arizona Cardinals fan, fans put into these teams, spending almost $200 on average for an NFL ticket, spending $75 a month if you're out of market to watch your team play, if you really want to watch them play. This, this is something that fans are loving, and you as an organization are consistently putting out bad products. James, you started the conversation. You brought up two words that I know are going to uh, they're going to spark a debate, and it's not even Wednesday. Daniel Jones needs to leave. Daniel Jones needs to leave. Daniel Jones is trash. I believe that's what you said. I don't want to paraphrase. I don't like doing that, but here's what it is. We're going to start with you. Why, one, two, don't you think that with Garrett gone, Jones can be better? One and two, those are only questions. Why does he got to go? And two, with Garrett gone, don't you presume Daniel Jones could play better? James, the floor is yours, then we'll move on. No, I don't believe Daniel Jones can play better. I've seen enough. It's over. I don't think he's a good player. We, here's the thing. When he was drafted, nobody felt like he was a good player. Nobody – you, you cannot find one person that said, you know what, I wanted Daniel Jones at that sixth pick in the draft. So, no, I do not think Daniel Jones is it. Um, I mean, I hate to – I hate to, you, know, you know what it is? It might be a bias from last night, but last night showed everything in one shot. The man stares down receivers. The man does not go through progressions. The man is not fast to get out of the trouble when the press is on. He doesn't – you know, if you – I'm just saying, watch Tua, right, who everyone thinks is not very good. When he moves in the pocket and makes plays, Daniel Jones does not do Don't that. Say anyone. He said mostly. He said mostly. No, he said everyone. So, at mostly, the end of the day, mostly everyone. <laughs> no, I don't feel like right. he's the guy. I feel like we got to move on. I'm done. Uh, and I hate to be like just from one performance, but guess what? Last night was a big game. And if we go through his big games, he is not – He's it's, it's what is it, eight games in prime time? And he is not it. So, at the end of the day, let's say we have a playoff game. Okay, let's say he plays very good. And we have a playoff game on Monday night, or I'm sorry, Sunday night at, at 8 p.m. or 4 p.m. He's not the guy. I'm done with this guy. Let's go move on. I'm sorry. I'm done. Mm, no worries, James, and that's perfect because that's exactly how I think a lot of the Giants fan base feels, regardless of the co- offensive coordinator, regardless of who's in front of him. The, the no excuses was brought up from the get-go in the preseason. The man's going to have no excuses. He's got offensive line. He's got weapons. We're going to have to see how Garrett does, quote-unquote. But outside of that, on the field, the man's got no excuses. And I think even though the Garrett excuse is a huge one, and I think a lot of people are going to hang their hat on that, this is going to show. You got however many weeks. Can we see some flashes? LRP, you dropped out. You came back in. I know you're itching to join us. Daniel Jones, is he the next to go? Does he got to go right now? Are you willing to see what happens these next few weeks and maybe see what happens next year? Or is it regardless of what happens, he's gone for next year? Hey, Nacho. PSL, personal seating liking. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that, that has to do with the seat you get at the stadium in Jersey, correct? No, that has to do with a personal seat license. It's like a ticket holder for a season, and you have a specific seat that's designated for you, like the Spike Lee of Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. right? 
Like that's just his Every NFL stadium does that. Okay, yeah. okay. So so it, regardless, Dave, you've got fans in twenty twenty one paying twenty thousand plus dollars for those licenses to see their team do that on a Monday night. It is atrocious. LRP, sorry for the interruption. You're on the floor. Daniel Jones, is he gone or what? All right, LRP, are you muted or you need to be in the background? All righty, I think he's going to be muted. We'll move on. Eat a chosen one. You, sir. You have been, what I would like to say, one of the biggest Daniel Jones proponents and also have been saying that without Jason Garrett, we might see a different Daniel Jones. Regardless of the outcome of these next few games with Freddie Kitchens, do you believe Daniel Jones may be out by next season or do you feel they're going to give him one more ride with Freddie, regardless, next year, with or without Freddie? However, that works. I know out they're going to give him one more ride because John Mara is the owner and Steve Tisch is his partner. I try to tell the mm-hmm. fan base of this Giants team that we are the smartest people on the planet, but we are the smartest, dumbest people. You know why? Because we actually hold an emotion for the things that don't happen because they don't, like we didn't know they weren't. So it's just like a trick in yourself in a three-cycle window. You feel me? You know it's not going to happen. You want it to happen, but when it doesn't happen, you still feel like, why didn't it happen? You trick yourself. I named this a couple of months ago when I called it our insanity. Nothing is going to happen to Daniel Jones. This is not a fan base base that understands that this ownership is not moving like that. How long and how old have everybody gotten on this phone and nothing has changed? I can give you at least 20 years. I'm going to say at least 20 years, nothing has changed. So what makes you think year 23, when your child is in college, all of a sudden it's going to change? It's not. He's not going nowhere. Daniel Jones is going to happen last night. For them to give up on him, I guarantee. Uh, you know what? E, e, I'm with you, normally, but yo, this one, the guy is. Come on, man, listen. The man has what nine touchdowns. In and guess eight what? Games. They're going to, they're going to look at Jason Garrett as his demise. They're going to link no. that to that. Then they're going to give the excuses uh, of injuries, James. No. They're going to give the excuses of injuries. No, oh, he no didn't excuse. have any healthy people. Okay, I'm, I'm, listen, this is, what I'm, this is what I'm saying. Listen, I know they be bugging out, they wild out, but they cannot be that dumb. Like this, at this point, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me just my my my, my last You're quick good. sit. I just want to go now. At this point, <laughs> at this point, at this point, this is the thing. I'm gonna be real with you. We all, everybody's on a Daniel Jones fence because we just don't know. Mm-hmm. But what we seen last night was an abomination. The man threw an interception to a defensive tackle. You know how hard that is to do? You know how hard it is to throw an interception to the defensive Y'all watch a lot of games. You know how hard it is to throw an interception to the defensive tackle? Mm. And it wasn't even a one with a name on the back, too. It was one with the name that we don't even know the name today. But, but the thing is, uh, the, the thing is, is, is ahead, again, y'all. No, and I, I don't, and I hate to cut you off, James, but this is how it's going to go. The thing is, is look, the play was a goddamn wheel route to Saquon Barkley on the left side of the field while 
Daniel Jones roll to the right side of the field. Who in the fuck writes up a play where your quarterback's got to roll to the right and throw across his body? Again, Jason Garrett is gone, so we will get to see how he handles situations like that. But, but, But look, but look, there has been a multitude. We've got 30-some-plus games from Daniel Jones. We don't have a lot of good, and I think that's what a lot of fans are, are harping at. Regardless of the fact of who your OC is and the horrible plays they call, we should, we should be able to see as NFL fans of, of teams that know what quarterback play is at certain times, we should be able to see that, look, without this guy, you're going to flourish. And I think a lot of fans don't see that. Shakes, Montana, it is your day. we got about 27 minutes before we get into the recorded session and we get to hear all your fantasy stuff. But you, my friend, have to want to talk about this Dan, Dan Jones quarterback for the future, or is he done? First off, let me, um, let me say this, right? Like, for the Daniel Jones supporters, that I don't even know how many of y'all still left, but for them that is still around, they're going to say the offensive line. Look at that shit. I mean, look at the pressure that he is under each and every play. And I get it. I get it. That's something that I complaint for Eli Manning, right? Amen. Right? So, you see how, you know, you, you hear the, you hear the, uh, Tony Grayson? You hear him? You know what I'm saying? You hear him? But, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm amening off your admittance. You I, didn't want to admit that three years ago. Thing, like, here's the thing, right? Like, that's, that's what the, uh, Daniel Jones supporters will immediately jump to. And like I said, I get it. I get it. Because that was something that I was complaining about Eli Manning. But, but, here's the thing. To answer the question, no, he is not the quarterback. He is who I say he is. He is who I said he was. He is a career backup. Just like James pointed out that I been pointing out for years, these deficiencies that Daniel Jones has. Now, you come into this third year and you say this is the third year. It has to pick up. You have to see it. You have to see the the uh, progression of this shit. I've seen a difference. I did, because I had a fucking distinct eye on this guy, and I'm I'm looking at every little detail from two years ago when he when they benched my quarterback. I've been watching, and I've been telling y'all what was wrong, what I see. I told y'all that he stared down receivers. I told y'all that he's not headsy quarterback. He don't have it upstairs. And he's a turnover machine. You cannot win with that. You can't coach him. You can't do it. I've been saying it forever, Shakes. 
You know, I just think that people, if he would look differently, they would question his intelligence, man. This dude has pocket, he has no pocket awareness. He has pocket presence, but no awareness. He's not aware of what's going on around him. He, he definitely doesn't make anybody better, and he, and he makes, you know, just error after error. Uh, let error me finish we when you finish this. I'm sorry. You got no, you good. Mm-hmm. So, to go forward, this is what I'm saying, and this is how I'm going about it. I don't know about OG Steve's uh, mantra on it, uh, Nacho shit on it, E chose one shit on it. I, I don't care about what y'all feel about it. No disrespect. But how I'm feeling is this. He got these seven games. <laughs> you better show that you are all world, motherfucker. No, it's over. You better show that you all pro, motherfucker. Because if you do not, if you do not, I believe we have two first fucking round picks, man. Two. Alright? Two. One of them has to be your replacement if you can't get it done. That's it. That's how I feel about it. Second. That's what yo, I'm y'all saying. bugging the fuck out, yo. Uh, the man has nine touchdowns in fuck. How many games has he played? Ten. Eight games. It's over. <laughs> what, 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 what I'm trying to say the games is it's not it's our. Eight. I'm mad as hell, though, bro. Feeling. I'm gonna be real with y'all. Hey, bro, I'm, bro, I'm mad. Feeling, one more thing, right? One more thing. If Joe Judge happens to be here. It's no doubt in my mind. Daniel Jones will be here. Thank now, you. Why? 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 Daniel Jones. Why do you say that? Will be gone with him. Because Chase, why, why do you say that? Well, I believe if the new guy comes in, he's going to want his quarterback. That's number yeah, but one. Judge, Judge did not but, bring Jones in. Judge was not here when Jones came hold in. Hold on. The reason I he feel not. like Judge is going to back him is because. His job oh. is on the line. If he comes back next year, you think he's going to rely on a rookie to save his job? I don't think so. So either they're going to yeah, sign or go sign Watson or something, or they're going to either go sign Watson or something, or they're going to roll with Daniel Jones if, if Judge is still there. That's well, it. I'm going to tell you this. If, 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 if Judge of, thank you, bro. Is it really that hard if, to understand? I'm telling y'all the organization. I I just expressed we are the smartest people in each room. If one of us was in the room with any of them, we'd be the smartest person in the room. But here we go with the triple cycle again. Y'all hurting yourselves. If Joe Judge is here, Daniel Jones is here. Leave it alone. No, that's the old. No, no, listen, 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 listen what I'm trying to tell you. I think a rookie if judge for the coach. Sorry. Yeah, let's stop stepping over each other. Just give each other time for our new button. My bad, I'm just, I'm just, I'm I'm hyped. So I love it, Dave. It's it's awesome. It's amazing. And and, and I want to cut you off. And we got 20 minutes of this live section um, before we get into the recorded part. See, I do want to give James the floor here because I did promise him. I want to get it to him in the live section. Sir, your business. I need you to plug where it's at, what you do, give them the phone number. People in the area need to know about you. The floor is yours. You have a couple of minutes to plug your spot. Um, but, yeah, oh. I just want to give you that time, sir. 
Oh, real quick on a plug. We, you know, we here at Cafe Frederick, Harlem, you know, 114th of Frederick Douglass. Just come through, you know, brunch, breakfast, and, uh, you know, enjoy yourself, have a nice coffee, and relax. You know, Cafe Frederick, Harlem, that would be a beautiful time as you come through, and you and your family, friends, girlfriend, wife, babies, anybody can come through and have a nice time. Awesome. I see that was even less. Oh, oh, oh. I get it like a shake now, this uh-uh. <laughs> but if y'all want if no 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 it's all love baby but if you want to talk about my name my man Daniel Jones it's over <laughs> it is over it is over I'm done with everything that yo this dude I like here's the thing about him here's the thing I tried to support him like oh mm-hmm. you know what he didn't have his weapons he didn't have his left tackle well guess what he had last night he had his weapons he had mm-hmm. his left tackle mm-hmm. and the guy. He does it. He stares at one receiver. You know, your man, you know, just think of this. Can I, can I ask you do? a question, James, real quick? Yes. I want you to get the same energy to your man. Since nobody been able to dig in your cheeks about it, I'm going to be first. Can he go on it? 72 million. <laughs> no, I need to hear it. Put it on the ball, E. You're not the We're not talking about week 11. We're talking about 72 million. Ten weeks. I need to hear your thoughts. Zero to Listen. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's it's very seventy two million. No, I'm talking about last game, my guy. <laughs> what you wanna do what you wanna do? I, I mean, not throwing I mean, the ball. Game. No, you can eat your energy for I need you to talk about it. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about it. Listen, listen, I want a Kenny G. I'm going to be real. We wild the fuck out, though, because Matthew Judon is the person you need to spend a bag at. But listen, they're not throwing in the ball. They're not. Yo, here's the thing. Yo, you got a bad quarterback because, you know, think about it, yo. Think about it. For Jones, the player needs to be open, wide open for him throwing the ball. Think about all the completions Jones makes. That is untrue. Does anybody agree with that on the phone? I need to hear it. I need to hear that. No. Y'all, y'all I'm not feel gonna like give you that. the player got to be open? Nah. You, you, you agree? Yep. You agree? You agree that the player has to be wide open? Yeah, I mean, Jones is open. Yes, because, yo, because he's a 50-50 no, 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 player, no, no, and they're not no, throwing it to him. Come on. Now we going too far. He says players down, man. He says don't go to his progressive. That ain't what we're talking about. We're talking about wide open. We ain't talking about staying nobody down. I'm talking about Kenny when have you seen how about E E when have you seen Jones throw a fifty fifty ball? When have, the, you, when have you seen it? But hold on, hold on. But that's one of the problems though, right? Because and I, yeah, I mean I'm not saying you totally right, um, James, but to your point, right, Kenny G can't always get the ball like you sitting there like how Matthew Stafford was. Just throw it up, you know what I mean? Give him the ball. Let that but see with Daniel Jones he don't go through his progressions, credit to OG, what he just said. So it's he's staring down that one, that, that first option. That first option, get open. You can't get open? Oh, shit, I don't know what the fuck to do now because I'm not watching the whole fucking field. And that's the problem. So you can have a Kenny G coming wide open, but you're not looking at him because the play was designed to Sterling Shepard. But but Shakes, can I just say one thing? Though? Thank you, Shakes. You know, hold on, hold on. Before y'all go, the good quarterbacks, the very good quarterbacks, let's say Aaron Rodgers, Brady, whatever, 
they know where to go with the football, right? So he does not know where – he doesn't – well, before the play starts, he doesn't know, okay, my first read is here. His first read is some nigga that's covered, okay? Were you watching – were you watching Aaron Rodgers play? <laughs> he don't have time like that. People, people, people really think – people really think in NFL – yeah, our own line is trash. I'm not saying they're not. But they think in the NFL, these quarterbacks got all this. No, these really good quarterbacks know where to go. Like, okay, this guy is going to be open before the play starts. Daniel Jones is not. They know how to read them defenses. Right. They know how to read them defenses. That's all I'm saying. They know exactly where the corner is going to go. Lie, Tom, where the safety last go, night. And where the open play is going to be. All day. Right. Exactly. And that's what makes him who he is. And that's what makes Kenny G who he is. All right, seventy-two motherfucking mm-hmm. million. Okay, mm-hmm. we gonna talk about it. I don't give a fuck what you do. Put throw it up. Throw it up. Let me find out. Let me throw it up. Throw up. Throw a bomb up. Let me find out. Let me let 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 me find out. Okay, he ain't the guy. I gotta say this to you, right? I guarantee you that that ball will go down the field now. I guarantee you. Why? And that's all I'm gonna say. I ain't got nothing else to say. No, I guarantee you. But you wanna say why? Yes, yes. So look, it's, it's, it's evident, James, and I'm going to stop it right here. It's evident that the excuses are gone for Daniel Jones because the last excuse that the Daniel Jones people have is now fired. I think, you know, there was a lot of he needs an O-line, he needs, he needs star players. Well, you go out and you get those superstar players. They get injured for a lot. They're not back. They're finally all back. They're going to be healthy moving forward. And Jason Garrett is now gone. As this team moves forward, we will see what this offense brings on a week-in and week-out basis. But I think now, um, unlike at the beginning of the season, when I think everyone on this line said the excuses are gone for Daniel Jones, I think now that we're 12 weeks in and Jason Garrett's gone, we can reiterate that statement and say now the excuses are gone. Um, because, look, if this guy's still making the same mistakes and still doing the same things, um, are we going to now blame Freddie Kitchens for – what? Because Jason Garrett's Hell, gone. Nothing. I don't, so, nothing. Nacho, so, Nacho, 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 Nacho. Let me ask you, though. Because, yo, I'm getting tight right now. Though. So no, what you're saying is this. It, it, it's, it, it's Jason Garrett. It's not It's not the quarterback. It's not Daniel Jones. We're giving him a pass. We're going to say, no, okay. No, no, no. No, look, 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 look. See, the, the thing is, is that people – who would like Daniel Jones to succeed are going to find the excuses. And they've been doing that his entire career. Now we're getting to a point when those excuses are running very, very low. The last one they had to hold on to was Jason Garrett. He is now gone. With him gone, those excuses have run dry. The, the well is empty. They can't reach for more. They're like the little poor guy from that. Some more, please. Can I get some more excuses, please? No, they're gone. <laughs> they're absolutely gone. When these next seven weeks roll around and he's missing guys and he's throwing, he's throwing wide open Kandarius Tony at his feet four yards to the right, when he's doing that continually, then those people – can come on the show and have nothing to say, and that crow on the right, I would love to press it. After that, I think that's what it's going to take. As far as next year and moving forward, we already have Peter King live on air earlier today on Sirius XM Radio with Chris Mad Dog Russo stating that he talked to um, Giants owner John Mara before the hiring of Joe Judge, and his sense was that Joe Judge was going to get three years. Don't talk to me about his exact wording was uh, uh, from his – 
talking to John Mayer about Joe Judge's hiring that his his assessment was don't talk to me about Joe Judge for at least three years. We're gonna figure it out. There you go. There you go. There you go. With with those with those comments coming from Peter King, take with it what you will, grain of salt, however, whatnot. That is what is going on. He has a direct line to the owner. He talked to him, and that's what he's saying. He felt was the decision and how they are going to process Joe Judge moving forward with uh, 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 the OC getting fired. Again, the nepotism is not going to go away in a night. So Joe Judge being gone with Jason Garrett is not something I believe will happen. He will get the next year. Um, as as it pertains to the quarterback going into the next year, with Jace, with with a Deshaun Watson, with a Daniel Jones, with another quarterback already in the league that is not a rookie, Joe Judge has a one-year leash. And I believe that if he goes out and he gets rid of Daniel Jones and grabs a rookie next year, that leash grows to another two to three years. Because it is a rookie quarterback, it is, oh, let's see if he can get it right. And that is the thing that happens with most coaches and rookie quarterbacks. They're going to give them more than one or two years. And we've already seen the nepotism run wild with this coach and this team. You give him a rookie quarterback next year, I honestly believe he's your quarterback or he's your coach until 2024, 2025, given that he's got a fresh set of eyes and a fresh set of legs and a new arm to try to destroy that quarterback. Um, the now, hold, hold on. Let me ask um, James something really quick. Are you a Joe Judge guy, James? No. Do you feel? Okay, no. so hold on. Hold on. No. So listen. So Nacho just broke your bag of chips that you just bought, and now you got to go into them and say, wow, I just got these. Because that's exactly what Peter King is saying to you right now. And if he gets a new, this is just Nacho talking, don't, don't quote E, Nacho said he believes that if he gets a rookie quarterback, that sets him up for another three years. So you don't want Listen, your judge. Am I right? I, here's the thing. From what I've seen so far, no. What are we doing? Like, this guy is not good at coaching. Like, here's the thing. He's maybe he's and, and good No. He might be good at like, What are we going to do? Like look, when look, it comes to games, sorry, gentlemen. I'm, I'm, I'm going to real quick. I'm going to hit moment. the mute button. We got Just 10 minutes me. before we get out of here. 914-205-5796. If you want to join this extra content we're going to have that's not live on the air, we are talking week 11. We were talking Giants, Buccaneers. Yo. We're getting into the front office. We're getting into the head coaches, getting into the players, getting into who's going to be or who's not going to be here and all that good shit. Um, James, you were going to say something I heard of yo. No, I would say, e, yo, I'm so upset about the state of the Giants right now, so maybe I'm bugging I, out. But at the same okay. time, what is he good at? I'm telling you the call. He is not good. Okay. <laughs> he's not good at let clock management. He's not good at timeouts. James, James, he's James, not good quick. at motivation. James, James right, give me sorry. a second real quick. We're going to we're going to switch over mm-hmm. to some extra content and I don't want you to continue because I want people to hear it. And I want people to join us. 914-205-5796 or you're going to have to download it. Because we're going to get under James' skin right now. We're going to make him crawl, and we're going to make him more pissed off. Because we're going to tell him that not only is Joe Judge coming back next year, but most likely so does Daniel Jones. And I would like to get everyone's opinion not only on Joe Judge, but this front office and what they may feel happens if Joe Judge, again, loses. But next year, 
Will we see a Ben McAdoo situation in the middle of next year if this same situation, if it's a three and six or three and five after eight games next year, two and six after eight games, are we seeing Joe Judge with the same backing? Are we seeing this this front office still pine for this guy? And and let's not forget, Bill Belichick started all this. If he doesn't pick up that fucking phone and say, "Hey, you know, you better, you, you know, you better go ahead and hire this guy because you know he's one of my guys," and you know he's, he's going to give, he's all about team oriented, he's going to bring the culture, and he's just going to do it. like that's what he did. He called you guys, he finessed y'all, he got his homie a job, and now he's stuck there because y'all believe Bill Belichick, and that's the issue. And we're going to see how much they still believe him if this team goes three and fourteen in the first seventeen week season for a seventeen game season in all, and we're going to see if this team continues to lose and and move forward now look Dan, joe judge we can get into that discussion and i would like to get in discussion in, into the next hour but i would like to talk about this real fast before we get into the fantasy and all that good stuff the new york giants have we oh, quick math seven games left eagles at home against the eagles on the road against the dolphins on the road against the Chargers, no. at home against the Cowboys, no. on the road against the Eagles, on the road against no. the Bears, at home against the Washington Red, uh, former Redskins. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the New York football giants have four games on the road out of the last seven. Four of them. Count them. One's on the West Coast. One's on the East Coast. One's in Philly. One's in Chicago. All over the place, not in order. It is a messed up, horrible run they have going on here. They've got three three out of the next four teams are playoff hopeful teams with the Eagles, the Giants, the, the Cowboys, and the Chargers. The Dolphins are the Dolphins, so who knows who you're going to see there. This is going to be an interesting layout. I want to get everyone's opinion. Right now, what are we looking at this Giants team at the end of the season? Do they win another game? Or is this a 3-14 and 14 team? I'm going to start at the top with the man who's going to give us all the fantasy stuff here in the next few minutes, Shakes Montana. I know these kind of prediction things aren't fun to do. And, of course, we can always look back in hindsight as the 2020 evil friend of all of ours. But right now, does this team win another game for the rest of the season? You know, I, I say it every time. And shit don't ever change um, until we mathematically eliminate it. I'ma always have hope. I'm hoping we win the last six of the last seven and get ourselves <laughs> in the motherfucking playoffs. That's my hope. Wow. What I'm basing on. Until I see otherwise, that's what I'm going on. The, again, the the insanity that either chosen one likes to talk of is that of hope, and that is the way of the land, um, and that's just how it's going to go. Some of us are finite, and until the calculations come out and you are on the wrong side of the line, hope is going to be there, and it's a dangerous thing as we all know. J Rock, friend, sir, best commissioner I've ever been. <clears throat> yes, sir. They gonna win another game. Y'all got a win. Y'all got one more win under your belt. Four you wins. Know, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to say they're going to win three more. Three more? Season at six and 11. Six and 11. I would say that's a generous. But look, it's not. Dolphins, Bears, Washington football team. 
that's three yeah, wins. Right I, can, I think and, and I, those are the three wins, and those are the exact three wins I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, you're going to have a rookie quarterback in Justin Fields. Who knows what they're looking like? That defense already has not Khalil Mack in Chicago. They're already on the outside looking out uh, when it pertains to that division and what's going on over there. Uh, they're already top five, I think, in an NFL draft. That's not theirs. They already traded that for Justin Fields. So they're not looking towards the first round. Uh, I think this is a game that's winnable. Washington is Washington. That's the last game of the season. Who knows where they're at, but Washington's Washington. And then, of course, Miami. Can, can Tua stay healthy for the entire game? And can Brian Flores coach for 60 minutes correctly? I think that's another question. They have an old debacle, all of them themselves. But those three games, I think, are very winnable. When we say 50-50 in most games, this is going to be a 60-40, uh, 40 for the Giants, and that's the highest I think I'll get in those three games. But to me, you're right. Um, and, and I'll go next. I think this is a two to three more win team uh, going on to the rest of the season, five, six wins, and, and we'll just have to see it unfold. I don't believe they beat the Cowboys, and I definitely don't believe, believe they beat the Chargers. So two teams are just better at this point in time. Um, either chosen one, my friend, you are on the floor. Does this team win another game? Absolutely, we got to win another game because if we don't, you just talked about the firing of Joe Judge, Daniel Jones being gone, and Freddie Kitchens being irrelevant. They got to win more games. If they win, if, think about it. If they lose every game moving forward, then Jason Garrett's firing was a disrespectful thought process. So, of course, they got to win games. How to the year? Think about that. We lament no games after firing Jason Garrett? Man, you can say three years all you want in that meeting with Peter King. He is dead, D-E-D, and Daniel Jones is right there with him, right arm. I already took Jason Keycard earlier. Don't make me snatch the other two. Hell yeah, we got to win more games. And I'm going to go with whatever is going on this week. I need to see this week, and I promise to come back to you with that answer on how many games we actually can win. I need to see the difference. But I'm going to go on record and say we're winning this game right here, versus the Eagles, and I'll give you the other six after that. I promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it, it, it is de- really difficult um, to do these type of things because, again, hindsight's twenty twenty, and, again, it, it is not fun when you are definitely, uh, you know, come out wrong and, and, and we all have an eaten crow, and it's, it's, it's not fun. It's definitely not fun. And with this team, it's just so unpredictable, you don't know. And I think that's the point I was trying to make, and 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 it, and it played out so smoothly. And <clears throat> J Rock, who I feel uh, ended the question, um, it was a no, they're not going to win any. Whereas I think the other two were they have to win. And I think that the 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 overall assumption is that obviously you have to win. This is the NFL. I don't think anyone's doubting that. Uh, the question at hand was will they, and I don't think that uh, anyone believes that they will. Uh, in their heart. That's why it was a hope thing going on for the rest of the season. Um, as we move to this next question and, and, and move on to this, to this, uh, or not next question, but this next part, my man shakes. Are you ready, sir? Yeah, I'm good, bro. All right. All right. We are going to start the fantasy section. We got about a minute, a minute, 10 of this live portion 
Uh, if you want to get involved with this next part after shakes, we are going to still talk this Giants football. We are going to go back and, and talk about this defense. We spent an awful lot of time on the offense, uh, but I would like to see what I would like to hear what these people have in store for this defense moving forward. No changes at that defensive coordinator, at that coordinator position, but maybe with the, maybe with uh, uh, Logan Ryan defeating COVID, you might get better moving forward. Shakes Montana, the fran- the franchise, <laughs> sorry, the fantasy floor is yours, my friend. No doubt, man. Appreciate it. Well, well, well. Got three more victims this week. <laughs> three more <laughs> victims this week. <laughs> But shout outs to J Rock man finally getting the W on me again. I won the season series five to three. But shout outs to you, bro. Good shit. I think you you the one that got the most wins out of all of them against me. So you're good. That boy good. Let's get through it, man, always. Keep quiet. I ain't going to say that. Geek 1 all the way. Please. Hey, you keep quiet. I'll try to win some chips here, man. Get like me. Right? So, we're going to start League 1. And always my matchups first. Always. And and look, man. I really ain't want to do this. But I had to. I had to. He's my friend. All the way to the end. But this time, we had to get the bang thing. Did I put the bang thing on E, the chosen one from the Bronx? 183 to 164. I had to do it. Because I'm in first place in that East Division in League One. All by my lonesome. First place. Already. Already. I just getting started. And I'm in first place. In League One. It's, man, I'm good. Alright? Six to five. First place of that East Division. Well, E, the chosen one from the Bronx. He drops to six and five. It happens to be third place. At, well, I'm going to say second place because it's a tie for first in that South Division. All right? We're moving on. And we got Rody putting the bang, thing, whoop, smack. Mm-mm-mm. So glad he did him like that. To J-Rock, Giants for Life, 166 to 136. All right? Rody goes to 74. He in number one of the whole damn league. I see you. I see you. But you tied with everybody else, so it don't really mean shit. But it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. J-Rock drops to 74. They both tied in that North Division for first place. Y'all battling over there. I see y'all. All right. We got James from New York. Fresh. Putting the bang thing whoop smack. Fucked up, did him like that. Man, still can't get a fucking win. I never seen nothing like this. Ever. Ever. An active player can't get a win. Oh my god. 
James from New York put the bang thing whip smack. Mm, 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 mm. That is crazy he did them like that. 226. I said 226 to 144. My God. My God. Man. Are you mad? James from New York. He goes to 7-4. He's tired of Rody and J-Rock in that North Division for first place. Wow. LRP, Jamaican, my shots drops to 0 and 11. That's right. I said 0 and 11. Make sure my. you just pay attention to the 11 part of my Oh, my God. My God. Number one twice. <laughs> Number one <laughs> twice Man. in your heart. Number you know, one twice in your heart. i never seen nothing like it. This is it's unbelievable. You got a curse in this league or something? Get the voodoo? Man. And next, we got Easy Dozen in D.C. Put the bang, bang, whoop, smack. My God. He had to do them like that. 233 to 94 on core customs to Blue Order. Man, that was brutal. Man, that's brutal. Easy does it. And D.C. goes to 5 and 6. He's in the basement of that South Division. That's crazy. Wow, the Blue Order Core Customs drops to 4 and 7 in the basement of that East Division. Mm. All right. We got Big T.D. Comedy. We love Big T.D. Putting the bang thing whoop smack. So glad she did him like that. The JR can't draft like me. Devontae. That win right there put me in first place all by myself. Shout out to you, Big D Committee. Putting everybody down. She just beating everybody. Got me, got Black Freezy, got E. Uh, did she get you, J Rock? <laughs> Shit, I don't know, man. She's a beast. Oh, all right. She didn't get me. <laughs> all right. She put the bang thing on. She goes to seven to four. That's tied for first place in that South Division. Wow. Devontae drops to five and six. That's good for second place in that East Division. Tied, but good for second. And last but not least, we got every day is Friday. Black Freezy putting the bang thing. Whoop smack. So glad he did them like that. Here we go again. Here we go again. Nacho in the box with cheese. 141 to 113. Black Freezy. Every day is Friday. Goes to 74. Tied with Big Didi Comedy. We love Big Didi. First place in that South Division. Wow. Nacho. Here we go again. Drops. To second in place with Devontae. And that East. I just I just want to say a lot of people are going to look at that and go, Ignacio Nacho was on the pregame show. He knew Lamar Jackson was out. He told everybody he was out. He didn't change it. I know I know a lot of people are going to think there's collusion going on. I would just like to say the package I was sent from Black was beyond grateful, and that's all I'm going to leave. As far as next week goes, we got the Fancy Elite, which is me, going against the Blue Order Core Customs. I, I owe him that one. 
Yeah, I owe him that one early on the season. I remember. Mm-hmm. I do remember. Um, and then we got here we go again. Nacho going against Jr. Can't draft like me. Devontae. We got Easy Does in the D.C. going against J. Rock Giants for life. We got Big Didi Comedy. We love Big Didi's going against Rody. We got Black Freezy going against LRP. Can he finally get a win? Can he finally get one? We'll see. We got E chosen one from the Bronx going against James from New York in a battle of New York there. And that is League One scores, standings, and upcoming matchups. And then before I move on to League Two. Nope, let's move on. And I didn't really want to move on so fast to this one because I lost. And I don't like losing. <laughs> I mean, we can, talk about, I mean, we, we, like we can stick with Shakedown League One. I mean, I'm just playing. You know, I, I wanted to keep gloating that I'm in first place. Right? <laughs> but, it is 11 and 0, right? You know, it is 11 and 0 in League One? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. This is this, this not it. It's not it. But we'll get to that. It's, it's first Please place, though. Do. It's first place, though. I'm just trying to stick with League One as long as possible for you because I know how yeah, you Yeah, yeah, no, first place in League One. First place in League One. All right. And we're going to move on. All right. Because that's one. That's one. Y'all y'all heard it. First place in League One. That's one. I'm the division first place. All right. Mm-hmm. Remember I said that because I'm going to keep on saying that. Watch this. Next up. <laughs> League Two. Body snatches, man. Oh, man. Headhunters, J-Rock. He put the bang, thing, whoop, smack. He ain't had to do me like that. I thought we were friends. We started this show together, man. We started this thing together, man. You ain't had to do me like this. 205 to 170. I ain't like that shit. I ain't like that shit at all. In the battle royale. I told y'all to split this shit up, man. Y'all don't listen to me, man. I swear, y'all. And I'm always right. I'm always fucking right, goddammit. Anyway. Headhunters, J-Rock goes to 74. Tied for first place in that South Division. While me, I dropped to 6-5. and five. Good for second place in that South Division. It's a fucking battle royal, man. Hard out here for a pimp. I'm still in the playoffs, though. I got the sixth seed. Nobody want to talk about that, though. Nobody want to talk about it. Next up. We got Black Freezy putting the bang thing whoop smack. Everybody doing them like that. To LRP. <laughs> 151 to 106. Just taking L's all over the place. Black Freezy goes to 74. He's good and tied with J-Rock for first place in that South Division. While well, LRP drops to the basement at 4 and 7. In that South Division. It's a battle royale. And he just not mad enough to keep up. I'm going to win this motherfucker to watch. When it's all said and done. Alright. Next up. We got DJ Judgment. All the way out in Canada. Putting the bang thing whoop smack. I don't care he did him like that. The Chinese Giants. 158 to 110. DJ Judgment goes to five and six. That's good for second place in that North Division. Our Chinese Giants drops to three and eight. That's 
stood for the basement of the West Division. Got regulators mound up. Putting the bang thing work smack. <laughs> Crazy. Did him like that. To KB Damage Incorporated. 168.97. All right. Regulators. Goes to five and six. That's good for third place in that West Division. Mm. Mm. While Damage Incorporated drops to three and eight. That's good for the basement of the North Division. Mama. Them dozen of them savages good. All right. We got Roddy putting the bang thing whoop smack. He doing everybody like that, man. Roddy is a good fantasy player, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. To Bristol Pirates all the way out in Europe. 169 to 144. Roddy. He goes to 6-5. That's good for second place in that West Division. While Bristol Pirates drops to 5-6. and six, Tied for second place with DJ Judgment in that North division and last but not least we got easy in dc just squeaking it out against i smoke fools dan c 194 to 182 good match up there easy dc is number one in the whole league at eight and three i see you i see you while i smoke fools dan c he drops to uh where you at where you at buddy uh he drops to seven and four but he's still in first place up that north division oh that was a good big matchup and easy came out on top good shit easy pause in dc all right for us next week we got the body snatchers going against bristol pirates all the way out in europe we got the regulators mound up going against chinese john we got B Easy in DC going against Roadie. We got Damage Incorporated going against Headhunters J Rock. We got I Smoke Fools Dan C going against LRP. And we got DJ Judgment in Canada going against Black Freezy. Alright, that is the Shakedown League 2 scores, standings, upcoming matchups. Anything before I move on. Nope, let's go. Because this is my favorite league. My favorite one. You understand? Y'all know why it's my favorite one. Because I'm undefeated, y'all. Undefeated. That's right. Shh. Undefeated. Always my matchups first. Always. Shakedown League 3. AFC West Best. That's me. Put the bang thing up smack. Had the dorm like that. To James from New York, another victim goes down. 221 to 197. My God, can anybody beat me? Anybody? Anyone? It might be the week, though. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, though. This might be the week I go down. But we'll, 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 we'll talk about that. Right, I'm 11 and 0 right now. The celebration. 11 and 0, okay? I never been 11 and 0, man. This this is awesome, man. This is great. This is this is domination. This is saying you's going to do something and then doing it. You know, Babe Ruth style. That's what I do. I like that shit. Well, James from New York drops to 7 and 4. That's good for first place, tied for first place in that South Division. 
I did somebody a favor. Somebody should be thanking me. We'll get to that, though. Somebody needs to thank me, though. All right. Next up, we got Rody putting the bang, thing whoop, smack my God. I'm glad he did him like that, but, man, have mercy, man. To Dumb City, 213 to 122. Jeez, almost 100 points. Rody's just kicking everybody's ass, bro. What the fuck? Alright, Rody goes to 10-1. and one. That's good for first place in that West Division. Hoo-wee. Right, man, man. Alright, while Dumb City drops to 5-6, and six, it's good and tied for second place in that West Division. We got Knuckle Up, KB, just squeaking it out against New Jersey G-Men, 126-125. to 125. Knuckle up goes to three and eight, while New Jersey G-Men drops to five and six. Knuckle up is in the basement of the West Division, while New Jersey G-Men is tied with Dumb City for second place of that West Division. Give me a second here, one second. All right, next up, we got I am the chosen one. Just squeaking it out against I got a feeling. Nacho in the box with cheese. 151 to 141. Excuse me. I am the chosen one. Goes to 7 and 4. He's tied with James from New York for first place in that South Division. I told you, somebody needs to thank me. While I got a feeling. Drops to 1 and 10 in the basement. Of the East Division. Of the whole damn league. Just a bum out here. Alright. We got J-Rock. Putting the bang thing. Whoop smack. Damn. That's fucked up. Did him like that. I thought he was your friend. To LRP. 171 to 88. Alright. J-Rock goes to 4 and 7. That's good for third place in that East Division. They all just looking up at me. While Jamaican my shots. LRP. Drops to four and seven in the basement of the South Division with I Smoke Fools Dance C, which I'll get to in a minute. Kind of spoiled it. But, yeah. Every day is Friday. Black Freezy put the bang, thing, whoop, smack. Mm-mm-mm. Had to do them like that. To Dance C, I Smoke Fools 198 to 130. Black Freezy goes to five and six. Good for second place of that East Division looking up at me. And like I already said, Dan C is tied with LRP in the South Division in the basement. Alright. I did clinch uh, a bye. I did clinch my division. I, you know, this is what I do now. As far as the next week's matchup for the number one seed. For the number one seed in this motherfucking playoffs. I win. I clinch. I'm going against Rody. 11 and 0 going against 10 and 1. Here it is. King Kong versus Godzilla. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Jamaican my shots LRP going against either chosen one from the Bronx. Dan C is going against James from New York. J-Rock going against Dumb City. 
Every day is Friday, Black Freezy going against KB, knuckle up. And I got a dealing, Nacho going against New Jersey G-Men. And that is League 3 scores, standings, upcoming matchups. 11-0, y'all. On to the championship league, but give me one second. I have to do something real quick, so Nacho, hold me down for a second. Nah, you good, yeah. We are gonna we are we are gonna continue this fantasy talk again, man. Look. He he said it. One in ten <clears throat> pure garbage. It is just it is the way of the world when you have legal gambling in your state now. FanDuel, DraftKings, they are live in Arizona. So what can I say? I have been winning on the weekly fantasy stuff. But look, that's just real money green in my pocket. That's not bragging rights. That's not what this stuff is made of. Fantasy sports is made for you to talk shit to your friends, have a good time. And this is the shit that I don't like. Because every week, week in and week out, we got to hear Shakes come in here talking about how much I lose by, who I lose to. And this week, it wasn't even that good, man. It was a bad loss. Came down to Monday night. Mike Evans, of course, I needed them to stop him one time. What did they do? They double team Cameron Bray instead. Mike Evans gets a touchdown. Call it a wrap. I'm one in ten. What a what a what a way to run this shit out. But uh, uh yeah. as you know, like it's real just a good quick. One. You finished uh, talking about how sucky you are. Oh, that was, I, 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 you I, are. I, I, I will stop as soon as I heard you. <laughs> no doubt, man. All right, championship league. And it's another league that I'm kind of happy to go on because I'm, I'm proud of my accomplishment. I mean, seriously, man. I was zero and three. That's right. Zero and three. Mm-hmm. And, and people was like, oh, you're zero and three, man. You, you ain't no fantasy elite. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I remember it. I was I here. Was like, yo. When the dust clears, I'm going to be in the playoffs. Don't worry about it. Let's get to it. The comeback kids. Me. That's right. Just squeaked it out. I ain't going to do him like that. I just squeaked it out. Dude, I think he had Jonathan Taylor, man. Like, what the fuck, bro? But anyway, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. So did the James from New York, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I put the bang bang on both of them. You, you, even Jonathan Taylor can't even beat me. You understand? Know even that. if you had Jonathan Taylor with four or five touchdowns, you still can't win against me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, man, I squeaked it out against F. You paid me two fourteen to two o two. Okay. All right. I go to seven and four, tied with. C-Block, Corey from Brooklyn. That's right. I made it all the way back to first place. Yeah, ain't that nice? That's just beautiful, man. This is a beautiful thing. While F.U. Pay Me goes to 6-5, and five, good for second place in that South Division. Give me one second here. Do good. Okay, I'm gonna mention this since he's going real quick. I absolutely love that he says first and second in the division because at some of these runs, I'm like first or second in the division, but like eight or ninth in the whole league. So it makes it sound so much better for me. So I just love when he does that. I can't wait till he comes back so he can talk more. But I'm not in this league. But if I was, it would probably be ninth or tenth in the whole league. But in a division, when you have it broken up, you can be first or second 
even though you're eighth or ninth in the whole league. That's what I love about divisions. That's why I like fantasy football that runs the full year. Uh, are you back, Shakes? Doesn't look like he's back here. We'll, we'll get back to this fantasy stuff, and, and, and I'm not going to get too far away from it. He did mention uh, Jonathan Taylor, four rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown. That was a hell of a game. And then, of course, if you stayed for the Sunday night game, Austin Eckler, four touchdowns and a victory. Justin Herbert throwing a late touchdown to Mike Williams. We'll talk about the Justin Herbert thing, too, later on, probably in this week, especially the fact he's got, what, the most fourth-corner comebacks uh, in the first however many starts. He's doing an excellent job, especially in this year, uh, bringing his team back as well. So, oh, my goodness, they've got four or five, and it's all been Mike Williams on the touchdown catches for Herbert, too. So, again, if you had Herbert, if you had Aaron Rodgers, if you had Austin Eckler, if you had Jonathan Taylor, you had a good weekend. Of course, if you had a, a Justin Jefferson, a Devontae Adams, if you had one of those top enchilant receivers, you had a pretty good weekend too. If you had a nice lineup, I think we got. I think we got Shakes back. We got you back there, but oh, I guess not. I thought I heard the the click of Shakes back, but yeah, the the the, the fantasy weekend was. <clears throat> It's something that was fun. Now I know that uh, some people. All right, man. Uh, Give me. Was go ahead. Uh, no, you're good. I was going to say the fantasy weekend was a fantasy weekend, and we'll get back to this fantasy uh, lineup. But this is the money league, so we'll get to the important ones right now. No doubt, man. So let me finish this off because these motherfuckers is wilding me out over here. Can you get this? Can you get that? Can you get this? Can you get that? <laughs> I know how Thanksgiving shit go. Yes, sir. Okay. Trying to catch my breath. Here we go. Right back to it. Rody. Put the bang thing. And I mean. All I can do is just shake my head. Like everybody (laughs) is just doing you like this. Pause and it's just not right. It just ain't right. This week, he was just a straight bum. LRP in Houston. 216 to 181. Roadie. Just doing everybody like that. LRP. Just letting everybody do him like that. It's just not good. It's just not good. Roadie goes to 8-3. and three. Good for first place of that West Division. While LRP drops to six and five, <sighs> that was a huge matchup right there. You would have been in first place, but now you're in second at six and five. Just can't win for shit. <laughs> you ain't a rookie anymore. You ain't a rookie anymore. All right, we got Dan C. Give me that. Said no. No, not me. I don't care if I lose to everybody else, but you're not going to beat me to chill well, Kareeming on people's chubs. 180 to 169. <laughs> Dan C. is not having that. That was a clean sweep for Dan C., by the way. Dan C. did not lose to that boy at all. I mean, at all. <laughs> at all. Alright. Dan C drops to four and seven. He's still in I mean, well, he goes up to four and seven, should I say? 
But uh, still in the basement of the West Division. While Kareemin on people's chubs, chill, will drops to five and six. That's good for third place in that West Division. Going down, down, down. He lost four straight. He lost four straight. I won five straight, though. I'm just saying. All right, anyway. Right. Going on. Oh, matter of fact. Six out of the last seven. All right, let, let me stop. Let me stop. Let's, let me stop. Going on to the next one. We got... J-Rock about that life, putting the bang thing whoop smack. It's fucked up. Did him like that, man. That's your friend. That's your friend, man. He the chose one from the Bronx. 164 to 145. J-Rock, you ain't right for that, man. J-Rock goes up to 8-3. and three. Good for first place of the whole damn league. But especially that South Division. While only one can be chosen from the Bronx drops to five and six. And that's good for second place of that East Division. Because me and C Block is tied first. Yeah. I did it. Now I just gotta win. Keep winning. Next up we got oh man. Dan the man from Delaware. Just squeaking it out against Black Freezy. 122 to 120. Wow. Dan the Man goes to 4 and 7. Still in the basement of the East Division. While Black Freezy drops to 5 and 6. That's good for third place of that South Division. He just stinking it up over there. Talking about he gonna win the chip. Fuck out of here. And last but not least... Getting his first win, being inactive, but getting his first win. Even an inactive motherfucker got a win, and you didn't. Yo, I never oh. seen nothing like. Yo, an inactive person got a win. One win. Damn. And LRP is still zero and eleven. I I never seen it like it. Nothing like it. Anyway. He goes to 1-10 to Dawn. He puts the bang thing on C-Block Corey from Brooklyn. 101 to 66. Mm. Yeah, both of them inactive like a motherfucker. The Dawn goes to 1-10. While C-Block Corey from Brooklyn drops to 7-4. Losing three straight right now. Got me tied for first place right now. I got to keep going. I got to keep winning. As far as next week is concerned, this is why he was talking shit. Because the Comeback Kids, which is me, is going against Chill, Will, Kareem, and on people's chubs. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not. No. 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 I'm telling you, if he wins, I'm not even going through fantasy next Tuesday, bro. We're not even doing it. We're not even doing it. <laughs> not even doing that, because I refuse to say this man did that on me. Pause. All right? But we got Black Freezy going against J-Rock. We got F.U. Pay Me going against the Dawn. We got Dan the Man out in Delaware going against LRP. We got C-Block Corey in Brooklyn going against Roadie. 
and only one can be chosen. Either chosen one from the Bronx going against Dan C. Give me that. And that is the Fantasy Shakedown. Scores, standings, upcoming matchups. Like I always say every time I finish, I am just that damn good. Mm, mm, mm. And look, the fantasy stuff is all fun and games. It is awesome. Uh, top 10 fantasy performers this week. I think we're going to start doing this week in and week out. It's been fun. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, the leading scorer in most fantasy leagues. Austin Eckler right behind him. Justin Jefferson up in the third spot. Justin Justin Herbert in the fourth spot. Aaron Rodgers in the sixth spot. Jalen Hurts, uh, Philly quarterback in the sweat. No, that would be the sixth spot, right? Yeah, sixth spot. Uh, yeah, seventh spot is Devontae Adams. Eighth spot is uh, Elijah Moore, New York Jets. Uh, Zach Ertz, Arizona tight end. In the ninth spot, Cam Newton in the tenth spot. Most leagues around, uh, that was the top ten. You might have had some other leagues, different scoring. Some other guys may jump up in there. Uh, but that was pretty much the gist of it. Again, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor combined. Nine touchdowns in one weekend. Oh, my God. Was that fun to watch, especially if you were watching uh, maybe you maybe you have an invested interest. Maybe you know you thought that the starting quarterback for the other team was going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. He scores 15 points while Carson Wentz puts up 41, uh, and Jonathan Taylor do his thing. Uh, so again, real that was quick, fun before to you go on, but real quick though, like against Buffalo Bills defense, you, yes, anybody defense. really seen that shit coming though? For no, real, like no. anybody really seen that that. Like that. I mean, nobody, right? But seriously, like, even come close to that? Did anybody even say that, oh, Jonathan Taylor's going to get two touchdowns against that defense? Or or he's going to get 100 on them? Well, Did anybody yeah, say yeah, any of that? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. There was, a, there was a consensus that Jonathan Taylor was going to perform. The other consensus was that the offense of the Buffalo Bills was going to help out that defense. Now, look, that defense could have given up 20 points to Jonathan Taylor. That had been two touchdowns to Jonathan Taylor for 100 yards, and they get two field goals. I think everyone would have expected that. That defense gave up four touchdowns on the ground and one to the air to that man. They got molly for 60 full minutes. Now, again, Jonathan Taylor has been the best running back in all the league. He's been the second best running back since week one. He's been second best behind Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry goes down. Now he's the best. We can't, we can't deny that. He's been putting in the numbers since week one. But – he hasn't done this to a defense like that all year. This Again, everyone thought that defense was going to hold them to even 14 points. Even if Jonathan Taylor got his, got his groove on, got 105 yards and two touchdowns, everyone knew Josh Allen and that offense was going to put up 35 points on that, on that Colts defense. That Colts defense came to play. They came to play. So, again, we, we could talk about the Bills' That's defense. Because they are been People it, are it not is, afraid of that defense. They should be. It, they, should. they should. And the crazy thing is, is the Bills have the – this is the crazy thing is they're going to look at the point differential. Let's not forget they got two shutouts on the Miami Dolphins, I believe, or a shutout on the Dolphins and a shutout on some other team. And they scored 40-something points in both those games. That's a plus differential at minimum in two games. That will astronomically change the way you are looked at in the season. 
Again, Green Bay Packers start the season off minus 33, 36-3. It takes them till week 9 or 10 to crawl out of that point differential hole and back into the positive on a good end being in the double digits. That's nine weeks of winning to get to recover from a 30-point loss. Converse that. They've got two weeks of 40-point wins. It'll take a lot of losing for that defense for them to say, oh, the point differential is really crazy over there. Let's start looking at that defense when really it hasn't been playing well since those shutouts, which were early in the season in the first, in the first what, six, seven weeks. Since then, that defense hasn't played astronomically well. And the offense, for whatever reason, has sputtered in the last, you know, four out of the last five weeks. So that team is now looking up at New England and Mac Jones, who doesn't know how to turn over the football in late-game situations, and Bill Belichick again. And we're going to see if they got the balls to finish it because they ain't played each other yet. They got two games to end this season off. And we're going to see if the Bills can, can can handle that business and, 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 and take it on. we got 23 minutes. I want to wrap it up by going over. Um, I had it, and I went to fantasy stuff, so now i got to go back to it. Bear with me, gentlemen, ladies, binary, non-binary people, anyone listening. Uh, I am moving to week 12. Here we go. Thursday, three games, y'all. You're going you gonna to start cooking for one? You're going to be setting the table for the second one, and you're going to be eating dessert for the third one. I mean, if that isn't the greatest thing uh, I since, you know, football on Thanksgiving, I don't know what is. Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions start Thursday morning off at 10.30 a.m. on my side. That's going to be uh, 12.30 p.m. on the East Coast. Uh, right after that, we're going to have the Raiders going to Dallas. Dallas hosting the Las Vegas Raiders at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time and then 8.20 on NBC. That team we were just talking about, the Buffalo Bills, they got to face Alvin Kamara list, no quarterback having, defense trying to do everything, New Orleans Saints and New Orleans, 5-5, five and 6-4. Five, and four. We are going to see if this Bills team is what they are. Going into Sunday's matchups, 11 a.m., sorry, 1 a.m., start, 1 p.m. start time, uh, on the East Coast, sorry, I had a cough there. Uh, Steelers at the Bengals. Uh, man, Joe Burrow, I can't wait to see them uh, against another division rival. Uh, they are 6-4. and four. Steelers 5-4-1. and one. Ugh, debacle the Steelers are. Uh, uh, Bengals, at, uh, sorry, Bengals hosting the Steelers. Uh, another 1 p.m. game. Bang, uh, Buccaneers traveling to Indianapolis against the Colts. Another 1 p.m. game. Carolina traveling to, to Miami to play the Dolphins. Uh, Patriots hosting the Titans at 1 p.m. New York Giants. Your football, New York football Giants hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't need to tell you what time it is. Y'all know, but it's 1 p.m. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Ten, uh, Houston Texans hosting the New York Jets uh, rounds out the 1 p.m. games. Moving on to the afternoon, uh, 4.05, the Broncos take on the Los Angeles Chargers. The Green Bay Packers at 4.25 take on the Los Angeles Rams. The 49ers uh, take on the Minnesota Vikings at 4.25 as well. And then, of course, the Sunday night matchup, AFC North. Baltimore Ravens taking on the Cleveland Browns. 
Man, if only Chill Will was here, we'd like to say how much they lose by and how bad Baker Mayfield's doing, but he's not. Um, and then, of course, Monday Night Football, Washington, formerly known as Redskins, taking on the Seattle yeah, Seahawks. Man, that. He's yeah, a Lamar Jackson hater, so I definitely want to hear from him this week. Yeah, that'll be fun. Hopefully he calls in on Wednesday or Friday, and we'll get his opinion on it. All right, there's some great games going on this weekend. Again, uh, other than the, the, the game of the week, which is the Packers versus the Rams, which has uh, you know first place implications, uh, division implications for the Rams, not so much the Packers. Um, to me, it's the Minnesota Vikings taking on the 49ers because for what, for what it's worth, the, the Los Angeles Rams and the Green Bay Packers are making the, the playoffs. The Vikings and the 49ers have a legitimate chance, win or lose this game, to miss the playoffs. Both teams. So this is the game to watch of the weekend, in my opinion, as it pertains to importance. Teams needing every single minute to win a game. Minnesota Vikings up against Santa Clara zone. San Francisco 49ers. That's my game of the week, and I'm very interested. I'll get my picks in either Wednesday or Friday. Of course, we will have that pregame on Sunday, uh, but I'll get those three in for Thursday before we get on moving. As we as we move on, I wanted to get in the defense, and I want to get everyone going. So we got about uh, 18 minutes. We got about three of us on here with the host in a recorded session. So let's just do this. Philadelphia Eagles coming into town next week on Sunday. We talked that nauseam about Kitchens and, 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 and Daniel Jones. Do you expect the same kind of performance from this defense with Patrick Graham trying to give up? Because if they give up, Jalen Hurts can run the football. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts can throw the football, but he can run. Let's, let's, let's stop acting like he can. So, I'm not saying anybody is, but that's going to be an interesting aspect. I'm going to start with Shakes Montana. I know the hope is there. I know you want them to win every single game, but we're not talking about wins and losses. We are talking the defense here. Now, again, can they put up the same performance they did last night and expect to beat the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night, on Sunday afternoon? No, but I don't think you see that defense. Uh, again, what I spoke on on the um, – the special earlier that we did when Garrett was fired, I said that not having Logan Ryan out there, that's another leader not there on on that defense. And we already took blows to leadership on that defense. So Logan Ryan is like the last of the last, right? So, um, and Dexter Lawrence is... is creeping up there on the leadership as well. But um, Logan Ryan is definitely the vocal leader of this defense right now. And for him not to be out there, I think it just it threw them off. And it happened at the last minute as well. Like, it, it just, they they were off. I don't think you see that same defense. Now, the point that you said about the scrambling of the quarterback because I'm not really scared of him throwing the ball. I'm not really scared of his receiving threat. I'm I'm afraid of the running game and those dump balls to the running backs and those scrambling plays. Those are those plays that are nerve-wracking as a defense, especially if a, 
um, offense got a third and five or a third and six where it's easy for you to scramble for that six or it's easy for you to dump off to that running back and let him just make a move and get that six. These running backs that they have out there will be able to do so in a Miles Sanders and a um, uh, what what's the uh, new kid that they got out there? It was a rookie or something, I think. But anyway, right? Point being, these guys are threats in those aspects, and that can be nerve-wracking. So in that aspect, we have to watch out for that and, and hold and be contained. Have containment. That's what it is. I feel like it has to be containment on that defense. But, no, you will not see the same defense that you've seen against motherfucking Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa, Tom Brady is... That type of quarterback where he'll pick you apart on that dinking and dunking shit, and there's nothing you can really do about it. Um, unless, you know, you put them arms up like they started to do and was having some success. But otherwise than that, you know, he knows, just like we spoke on earlier, he knows what route, what um, what player is going to be open. If the, all his reads are not open, he knows where to dump it off and to check it down to. And he was doing that at nauseam yesterday. Not going to happen this one. We should win this game. I'm not even going to go with the uh, guaranteed no more because I'm like 0 for 4 and mm-hmm. guaranteed in this year, so I'm not doing it no more. That's it. You know what I mean? It's just, let's just get this dub, please. That's that's my, my mantra for now. Let's just get this dub, please. I ain't going to guarantee shit no more because this team has showed me I can't guarantee nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, and I and I forgot to mention, so I'll mention it here with you, Jay Rocker, if you're with us still. Yep, I'm still here. Perfect. Uh, let's get into your closing statement, and as well, do you expect to play the same defense you saw last night? Uh, and do, do you think that the defense last night was predicated on the fact that Logan Ryan wasn't there? Uh, and then your closing statement as well. Uh, yeah, uh, Logan Ryan played a, a part in that defense because he he knows Tom Brady. Played with Tom Brady, played against him a couple of times, so he knows you know what he's gonna do. So yeah, that 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 took away something. Um, plus, he's a he's like another linebacker in that defense, basically. I mean, if you look at it, if the ball carrier or the wide receiver gets past the linebackers, it's usually Logan Ryan who's gonna tackle him. Um, but the defense, basically, in the three games that the Giants have won, is basically been because of bad quarterback play. Not bad quarterbacking, but bad quarterback play. Um, if if he plays, if he plays poorly in the passing game. On Sunday, then I think the Giants have a very good chance of winning that game. Um, if he just runs on us, it might be a little bit more difficult. But I don't know what's going to happen anymore. That next seven games is like a 50-50 chance. Like I said before, I, I, I see us win three of seven. Um As far as 
No, go ahead. <clears throat> but my closing statement is uh, appreciate everybody for coming out, spending these couple of hours with us. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, trying to do big things over here. Stay tuned for the website, man. It's coming soon. A lot of new things, man. Focusing more on sports than the Giants. So stay tuned for that. The Shakedown Sports Podcast.com. Yeah, sure. Be on the lookout for some merch and some and some great things because you never know. It could be anything. You might get something for free. You might not. Who knows? Just 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 come out and check it out. You might get some good articles on the team you like, the team you hate. Maybe you're feeling somebody and, and you don't want you want to know more about them. These guys are definitely honed in on the college, and I can't wait to get a lot into that when we get uh, moving here forward. Um, again, if you heard earlier, we let James get in here uh, and plug his store. Uh, we will get into advertisements and things of that nature. If you got any questions, you know who to hit up. Shakes Montana, E the Chosen One, J Rock. We all got Twitter handles and we all know how to use them. Uh, we will get back to you as soon as possible. Just hit us all up, man, on the DMs and we will we will figure that out moving forward. Uh, speaking of him, E the Chosen One, my friend, sir. Closing statement for you if you're with us. Logan Ryan would only kept that shit down to 27 points. What went on yesterday was atrocious. Let's not act like Patrick Graham and shit the bed, the pamper, and the sheets. That was the worst performance of the year for him because of what went on previous. He had two weeks to prepare. <clears throat> he didn't put his players in the right position to meet to allow them to succeed. The first drive was the dictation of the game. That let it be known. The way that the the way that the Buccaneers marched down the field, easy peasy, no resistance, let me know exactly what was going to go on for the rest of the night. But I gave him the benefit of the doubt, as y'all say. I don't say that much. But I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I said, okay, Graham, you saw what they're coming with. You saw what's, what, what they're doing. Let's see if you're going to make an adjustment. But yet and still, he gives up Dinkin and Duncan to the greatest of all time Dinkin and Duncan quarterback to ever lace up shoes, cleats in the NFL and throw a football. Okay, have time you're down 17-10, no problem at all. You're still in the game. Down to the world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He made no adjustments at all. He sent no linebackers up to A and B gaps. He sent no blitzes off the corner. He kept his defense in the same exact defensive zone scheme, and guess what happened? What was supposed to happen? 30 nuggets on a dummy, and that's it. And nothing more than that. Patrick Graham, you on notice too. Don't think because everybody can talk about Jason Garrett being fired, it doesn't bring any real relevance to what you did last night. They still scored 30 with no resistance. 47 passes, 47 mm-hmm. passes, 47 passes. They didn't count one because it was a penalty. But 47 passes was thrown, and he was only pressured two times. That is abysmal. There's no words to speak about that except for doo-doo. The defense was doo-doo. People could talk about tackling. People could talk about whatever they want to talk about. Whenever anybody put 30 on you, 
and throw 46 times you, and was only pressured twice, you, you ain't doing too high to one. Huh? Didn't they go from two high, two high safety to one safety? Yeah, and guess <laughs> what happened in one safety? You still kept, kept the right? I was like, why? Yeah. Why are you doing that? Why, why, why would you? No, he, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But we saw what it was from the opening tip. We saw what it was. They marched down the field with ease. And every time they got the ball, it was with ease until they didn't feel like catching the ball no more. It was ease. It was no resistance in that situation. And that's how games like that go. It was Todd Bowles versus Jason Garrett and Patrick Graham versus Byron Leftwich. And Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles walked out victorious. Besides that, y'all know what time it is, man. Tune in tomorrow for Debate Wednesdays. This is the most dangerous show on the planet, the Shakedown Sports Show Podcast, brought to you by yours truly, E the Chosen One, LRP, we have no problems in Houston, Nacho in the box with cheese, J-Rock, and, of course, Shakes Montana Manai, Black Freezy, and we are the Shakedown Show. We out of here. Well, I'm out of here. Peace. <laughs> Most real definitely. quick, let me just drop this nugget real fast. The New York Knicks is up on the Los Angeles Lakers, 105-95 with a minute and 14 seconds to go. LeBron not playing, no. Um, don't so, I don't care about none of that. I don't care about none of that. No, no, about no none. The, 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 the geriatric Lakers don't really care. They're going to miss the playoffs. That's the way that's going to go. We'll talk about NBA in the coming months, especially once we get closer to that Christmas game. Uh, we got about six minutes left here. Uh, Shakes and I are going to get our closing statements real quick. Uh, I'll get mine in, and then we're going to get Shakes in here and get us on out of here. As, uh, as the defense goes last night, look, you can play – uh, the soft defense and try to give uh, Brady everything in front of him, but you have to bring pressure with four or five, and you have to drop six. And the problem was they were trying to bring pressure with three and four, and it was never working. There was nothing going on there. Excuse me, coughing there. Uh, if you if you if that's not the case, you got to switch it up again. You go. It's just too li- too little, too late. And then of course, if you're losing uh, the voice of the defense, who I believe Logan Ryan may be at points and times. Um, and then of course he lo- he knows the consistencies. It was actually a point driven in by the announcers last night. How big of a deal it was for Tom Brady not to go up against Logan Ryan. Tom Brady actually mentioned it to them in their pre- in their pre uh, prerequisite to the game. Uh so so that's a big thing I think to me. Uh whether or not, you know, they would have won the game, that that's neither here nor there. I just think defensively Logan Ryan was missed and I think Tom Brady uh felt as if it was a lot easier without him on the field. Um when uh we talk about uh this next coming week, it's gonna be fun, man. We got Thanksgiving, we got debate Wednesday, Thanksgiving everybody's off Friday, Edie Charles and we'll have everything going and all that great stuff. I think I would just like to thank Every single person who comes on the show says their piece, says what they want to say, uh, and just and just 
does what they do as fans because that's what we're here for. We're here to love our teams. We're here to be mad at our teams, and we're here to tell them like it is. And sometimes I, I think we all understand that, and we all get to the bottom of our uh, of our hearts uh, with this sometimes, and it's just amazing. And I'm glad that uh, we all have this outlet for two hours, three, uh, the third hour uh, recorded, so people want to hear us uh, continue. It's so awesome that I think we have this, this platform for all of us to get on. Uh, Everyone that, that joined us today, uh, either Chosen One, Shakes Montana, uh, OG Steve, J-Rock, um, LRP, James, I believe that was it, everyone that called in, everyone who listened, thank you so much. Um, we are trying to get on this Twitter for hashtag Shakedown Sports Chat. I'm going to start mentioning it during the live hour. I'm going to tell everyone to do it during the recording hour, though, of course, for some reason, a little, little too late, <laughs> like that defense last night, right, guys? But anyways, we're going to have to do this. Hashtag Shakedown Sports Chat. Send in your questions. Send in anything you want to say during the show. I'll start reading them. Not sure I have a two this. I can't wait to get this. Shakes Montana, closing statement. The floor is yours. You got three minutes, man. Again, happy Thanksgiving. If I don't talk to y'all tomorrow, I love each and every one of y'all. Good night. All righty. Shakes went ahead and uh, he went out of here. So we got three minutes here. And, and I think I'll just go ahead and leave it at this, man. We have the greatest time of our lives ahead. Winter football is ahead. We have snow games. We're going to have rain games. We're going to have nasty games and, 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 and pound the rock defense. It's going to be all that, and I can't wait to see it. Playoff football is around the corner. Uh, we are going to be talking all kinds of playoff matchups. Teams are getting flexed already. Uh Chiefs getting flexed into the Sunday night game. Um, I think in a couple of weeks, it's just going to be an awesome thing. And then, of course, at the end of the year, they have two Saturday games. Uh, that's going to be setting up. Don't forget, we have Christmas games this year. Uh, and then we have some great stuff in the works for you on Saturdays. College football, man, we talk about it. I know some teams are ready to talk draft. I'm ready to talk draft. I don't care we're going to be 32. I want to talk draft right now. So let's do this. Let's get it moving. Let's get it popping. J-Rock, eat it chosen. We got a couple minutes. Anything you guys want to say before we get on out these streets? I just want to say thank you guys so much. And, again, if I can't make it tomorrow, Thanksgiving, y'all have fun with your family, and I love y'all. Same here, man. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody, man. Appreciate y'all for riding with us for these last, what, seven, eight years now? Man. Been doing this for a while. But, yeah, man, happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. If I don't get to talk to y'all. By Christmas, uh, you know, probably will, but you know I'll be here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, watching these last little seconds of this Laker game, you know the Knicks just can't win, just like the Giants, even in a winning situation. Even though that's been a long time, there's always some type of drama, fluctuating heart palpitation that's in a situation, and all of that rhymed. But um. 37 seconds to go, 105-100, Nixon bounding the ball. Let's see if they can hold on. At least I got something to feel at least decent about, you know what I'm saying? And um, hopefully we can hang on to this win. It's at Madison Square Garden. God knows when the last time we beat the Lakers. I don't remember how long it's been. Victories don't come easy when it comes to New York. Ah, competitive season. That's it, man. I just want to thank the people for riding with us, man, for allowing me to be one of you guys' voices for the last five years, doing this for about seven to eight. These guys, 
you know, in front of me. And um, holiday season, man. It's time to get close with your family, closer with some friends, hopefully with a loved one, and just chill out. Relaxation. It's that time of year when we enjoy sports, we enjoy each other, and we enjoy life. So mm-hmm. shout-outs to the people. And y'all know what time it is. The chosen one from the Bronx. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. God bless. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. And, of course, if y'all was wondering, yes, the Suns are still undefeated in November, and we're going to see what them Lakers all about. Y'all have a great one. I love every single one of y'all. Good night.